So close. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> well, now the, the captions picked up go home so close, so we're fine. There was no threats uh, here. Murder. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another evening of D&D. We are not great RPG, and we are here for the Lost Kings of Adorus. Uh, I hope you're all doing well on this wonderful Friday evening. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, we'll bring some quality entertainment and positive vibes your way. So, uh, I don't think we've ever failed in that regard, Don. That's true. I don't think we have. Or I'll hit you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's positive. He's positive that he's going to do that. So. <laughs> Quite certain. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but anyway, we're gonna go around the table, introduce ourselves, and then uh, I'll read the recap, and we'll pick back up where we left off. I'm John, week. and I'm gonna hit him, <laughs> and play Marcus at the same time. I'm Sarah. I play dandelion. I have a cookie in my mouth. Mm-hmm. So. I'm Paul, and I play Rin. I'm Autumn, and I play Twig. I'm Mike, and I play Mr. Pigeon. I'm not Lawrence, and I play Shay. We still haven't rolled a sixty-nine percent. <laughs> we're trying. Well, I haven't. Yeah. Don gonna, has. It's gonna be this one. It's going to be nice for Don and not for me. It's not that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I keep on Uh, So, last week, uh, the episode Secrets in (laughs) Cask and Stone, the party watches as the corpses of the plant-like creatures burn and discuss the strange letter that Shay found on the desk. The letter mentions a tree at home dying and a sapling transplant failing. It doesn't seem meaningful to anyone in the party, so Twig suggests that she and Mr. Pigeon take it so they can ask around the carnival after Mr. Pigeon, I'm dying, points out a line in the letter to Twig. The party theorizes that perhaps this tree refers to something that happened before the forest became a bog and that the bodies found here might be related to the plant creatures and the large vine creeper that was described in the letter. They continue to explore and discover that in the small back room that appears to have been further hollowed out from the cave, there are casks of ale with multiple lids, one with the crest of Arbor on it and the Amber Hill Brewery, some that have the crest and logo partially sanded off, and a few completed barrels with the crest of Fjordane and the logo for Fjordane's finest on them. Ren takes two of the old dusty wine bottles and points out to Marcus and Dandelion two sets of initials carved into the stone, VC and WB. They mention that they plan to ask Joseph about the initials as well as the ale, being a man that they trust. Mr. Pigeon inspects more of the room, making the torches brighter, before noticing a strange grouping of vines and leaves in the far corner of the room near the ceiling. As he and Twig approach, the large vine creature lurches its vines forward towards them, attempting to knock them to the floor. The party jumps into battle, taking positions around the room and moving towards this creature. As Dandelion strikes out with her eldritch energy, the full form of this creature is now in view, twisting gnarled vines like moving snakes, dripping purple liquid, and a large, horrifying, thorn-toothed maw at its center. As Shay, Mr. Pigeon, and Twig attempt to dissect the creature with their blades, Marcus taunts and attempts to smash it with his maul, Ren fires a bolt of blue energy at it, and Dandelion fires bolts of eldritch energy at it. After Rin's bolts of energy slam into it, a large vine descends from the ceiling, gripping his foot and flipping him upside down, slowly dragging him towards the horrible dripping maw. As the battle continues, the creature drops Rin, instead going for Mr. Pigeon, as it drags him up into the air, partially into the thorny, poisonous mouth. The party continues to slam into this thing with all they have, Twig being grappled by it as well, and flipped upside down, dangling directly in front of its mouth, stabbing her rapier into the center of it as it screams, releasing both Mr. Pigeon and Twig from its grasp, sagging on the ceiling above, lifeless. The party pulls themselves together, tending to their injuries, and sets the beast aflame. Marcus dumps a cask of ale at the center of the runes on the floor, washing them away, tossing a torch into the ale as the party climbs skyward once more, burning the remains of the cavern beneath the well. 
They head back to Lake Mount to tell Nolan what they discovered. Nolan is horrified by their description of the plant creatures that roamed the bottom of the well and pays them 60 gold pieces for cleaning it up. He says that the only VC that he knows would be Valentine Carhart, the fisherman of Lake Mount. He also tells them about the archives in Greymoor, which the strange letter mentions, the large library and records building inside the capital city. They ask once more about Alice Tull, the girl that had gone missing four years ago into the bog while playing with the cows, and he tells her the only clue that was found was one of her shoes tangled in some vines and roots of the trees, along with some boot prints nearby. Shay tells Nolan that he plans to head to Greymoor to follow up on this letter and the vine creatures, and that he will drop off the key to his shop on a temporary basis for someone else to take over. Marcus asks further about Fjordane's finest and the Amberhill Brewery, the former being based out of Greymoor, and Fjordane's premier brewery before the land exchange between Arbor and Fjordane. Amberhill now serves as a lead brewery, producing a far superior product. Nolan tells Rin that he is unfamiliar with the Kingdom of Valinar to the south, and that it does not appear on any of the maps in Lake Mount. He instructs him to teach to, to speak to one of the Dukes of Greymoor or the King, depending on if that knowledge is something that interests them. Marcus further inquires about Val, and Nolan tells him that he has been the fisherman for about 30 years, taking over after the previous fisherman retired. He also tells them about Gwendolyn Plimfair, owner of the lower portion of Plimfair Bog and Alistair's Nook, the general store in town. On a picnic 14 years ago, Alistair Plimfair drowned in the river and his body was swept away. Gwendolyn is the daughter of the High Duke of Raymore, coming from a wealthy background. She and Alistair both had money, purchasing part of the forest above Lake Mount in order to put on festivals in the area and live a quiet life. The party goes back to see Joseph and have lunch, several fish sandwiches, tea, ale, milk, and water. They speak briefly with Joseph, who thanks them supremely for the extra coin that they give him, telling them that he tries to live his life honorably to live up to Marcus Shaw III and make people happy. They invite him to the carnival to sell some casks of ale and see the show. He happily accepts and they continue eating. They then head to Alistair's Nook, purchasing various things between themselves from the owner, Gwendolyn, an older woman with an above-average quality clothing and fair skin, a golden chain with a locket around her neck that she fiddles with often. She tells them that it was a gift from her late husband before his death. She tells them that she prefers the quiet life after growing up in Greymoor, her more wealthy background having made her a target, and the troubles of the larger city never seem to leave her alone. Marcus asks Gwendolyn about Dandelion's mirror and asks if she knows about Elvish construction, which she indicates she, that she does not, that there are only two elves in Lake Mount, the co-owner of the tailor shop and owner of the leather workers. She says that despite her husband's death, she tries her best to be happy and see the brighter aspects of life, working with her daughter Charlotte on several crafting projects for the shop. Twig tells her about the dragonborn that sells candles at the carnival, and she says she will stop by to pick them up during the show this evening. Marcus asks where Charlotte is, and she tells him that she is at the woodcutter's shop picking up scraps for their work. They leave and head to speak with Val, asking him about his initials being carved into the cavern beneath the well. He brings them inside to have some tea as Marcus and Dandelion pet his cat, Snuffles, a big orange fluffy boy. He tells them that he did in fact put his initials down there, being a former ale smuggler with his partner Will Bennett, the other set of initials. He retired about 30 years ago after being ambushed by men with gray hooded cloaks who killed Will and took the product they were smuggling. He knows them as the organization of criminals known as the Gilded Mask, per the Golden Carnival Mask emblazoned on their robes. He barely survived, having been off in the woods at the time of the ambush. He tells them that he grew up in Amberhill in an orphanage where the owner had the children run communications back and forth between the various crime families in the city in order to pay the orphanage bills and because they weren't likely to be stopped by guards. After she died, Val worked for one of the crime families, the Bennett family, where he met the love of his life, Adeline Bennett, and his partner in crime, Will Bennett. 
A few years later, the family, along with Val, was arrested for forgery of documents, mostly bills of sale to aid in smuggling efforts, and put in jail with the exception of Adeline. After he and Will were released, they started their business of smuggling ale and did that for many years before the ambush, storing their ale in the old well. Val tells them that his wife passed seven years ago of old age peacefully in her sleep. Rin offers to share a bottle of the wine they found in the well, and Val is visibly excited to see the wine again. He thanks them for cleaning up the record of his past and says that he will see them all tonight at the carnival. The party leaves and heads back to Lake Mount proper. And that is where we are picking up. You guys are walking out of the fishery back towards Lake Mount proper. Where are we heading? <clears throat> Uh, what time is it? Uh, it's getting towards the, the later parts of the afternoon. It's not quite um, time for the carnival yet. You guys probably have a little bit of time if you'd like to do something else beforehand. That's right. I know I wanted to go to the full house. Sure. To the, uh, to the granary? Granary. Yeah, the granary. Sure. Everybody, nobody opposed? All right. So you guys head directly across from the lake on the left side of Lake Mount, across the central square to the lake on the right side of Lake Mount, which you can see kind of lazily drifting around as you approach this larger um, windmill-type building with a large wheel that the lake slowly spins and turns this large granary wheel on the side of this building um, with a thatched straw roof and fairly simple construction, but it's pretty tall. uh, And you guys walk up to the front of it and you see... Um, that the uh, sign on the door, a wooden swinging sign, says grains and loaves. Uh, You step inside and you see it's a fairly small building, um, pretty much uh, akin to the the grain building in Ocarina of Time for those of you that have played that. It's a stone interior kind of uh, uh, stop sign shaped with um, a large wooden rod coming in the side of it. There's not a man playing an instrument in the corner uh, that's going to teach you the Song of Storms. Uh, unfortunately, but uh, yeah, you see a, a small wooden counter. You can see shelves lined with various uh, loaves of bread, um, some that you recognize from the package that you had picked up uh, from Joseph and consumed a, a small amount of. Uh, and you see um, the two owners of the uh, tolls, um, which are look to be in their 40s. Uh, both humans. Um, she has uh, blonde hair and fairly simple clothing with a large uh, um, apron. Uh, and he is just standing behind uh, trying to fix something on the counter itself. Uh, and she looks up towards you. Uh, uh, hello, how can I help all of you? Hello, are, are you Mr. and Mrs. Toll? Uh, we are. My name is Leticia. This is my husband, Tom. Hello. I'll approach them. It's nice to meet you. I, I received your gift. Oh, you're Red. the... Um, uh, the emissary. Hmm? Oh, I'll stretch my hand. Yeah, she reaches her hand out and, and shakes it, and Tom just kind of nods to you as he bends back down to try to fix whatever he's doing behind the counter. It was delicious. I appreciate it. I am very glad to hear that. I hope you'll, you know, give us uh, high remarks to whoever you report back to. Um, I will indeed. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, is there anything that I can help all of you with? I just wanted to express my gratitude. Oh, of course. Not sure if the others are looking to purchase. This has the like mechanical, like the uh, grinder. Going yeah. On. So the so um, the front half of the store, this counter is kind of in the center portion of it, and behind it, you can see this large wooden rod coming in through mm-hmm. the stone that's turning this large central pillar where the all of the flour is being, uh, or all the wheat is being ground into flour to make bread. Um, and you can also see on a shelf behind the counter. 
is a small glass case um, with a red shoe in it on a little pedestal with a little placard that says Alice on it. Dandelion's just staring at the... The grinder. Big eyes. Bless you. Oh, thank you. Stupid allergies. Are there any like uh, muffins or sweets? Yeah, yeah, they have all kinds of okay. different things. It's it's mostly breads, but there are some simple, um, little like scones and things like that. Nothing too crazy because uh, there's not that many. Uh, they don't grow any fruits in the town, so they import some things. So there, there's some small things, but it, it's mostly breads. There's some okay. sweet breads. Uh, not too many like fruit Danish type things. Yeah, I would, I would point to one of the scones. Uh, how much for two? Uh, a copper a piece. Give them three copper. Thank you very much. Hands them over. Thank you. Uh, anything for the for the rest of you? Uh, if I can help you with anything, please let me know. You said you're looking at the grinder. I'm just staring at it go. Mm-hmm. It's been. On the way in, I was also watching the. The water wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you like things that spin, Dandelion? Is it magic? Uh, magic, right? Spinning. Yes. Water magic. Water mm-hmm. magic. Yes. The water moves, and there is a thing outside that also moves with the water, and that moves this thing. Is that the magic circle? That's the wheel outside. There were wheels on our caravan that brought us here. Yes. And there is a wheel on the building. But the building doesn't move. That's right. Uh, the water in Driftwater Lake spins around and pushes this wheel for our granary. Kind of like magic. Nature has a magic of its own. That is true. Yes. It smells like bread in here. It does. They make bread. Delicious bread, as I've heard Rin say. Would you like some bread? I'm going to point at the glass case with all the different things inside of it. Sure. I'm just going to stare at the... Is there, are there any that look prettier than the others? Oh, uh, yeah, there's some with some, like, colored uh, sugary bits on the top of it. Um, like, the, the very small, uh, like, colored sugar that doesn't... Mm-hmm. You know, it's not flavored... Like anything, it's just the the small, like almost firework pattern made out of the sugar. Uh, Of course, she bends down and pulls it out. Uh, Via copper, hands it over. Thank you so much. I will eat the bread. Mm -hmm. I hope you enjoy those. Uh, I'm very happy to hear that you enjoyed that. Um, Various other things that we make. We don't do too many things with fruit as we don't grow it here, Um, but if somebody did wish to uh, purchase something for a different kingdom, we could have always import the, uh, the fruits from the farms to the north, so uh, any, 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 really any baked products that people would like, we're capable of making. It's good, good to know. Doing it a long time. Thank you. Of course. And I'll start to eat one of the scones. Yeah, they're really good. They're, they're very, again, similar to the rest of the food in this town, very, uh, very fresh and, and clean food. It all seems, you know, very well made. Mm-hmm. Well cared for. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you two intend to enjoy the circus this evening? Oh yes, of course. We've uh, not had a chance to see it yet. We were busy the other evening. Uh, 
attending to a few errands, but uh, yes, we do intend to go there this evening. Good. Our friends here are two of the talented performers. Oh, how delightful. Uh, what do the two of you do in the show? I'll uh, curtsy at her and say, I'm the trapeze artist, and Mr. Pigeon here's my partner. He's the clown. <laughs> I'll, I'll bow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did pick up on that. I wasn't sure if to didn't want to be rude and mention this strange outfit. Um, could have just been a, a religious thing or something. I wasn't sure. Uh, so that is a, a relief to know that it is, in is fact, something, um, do? something to the no. circus. No, it is definitely not. not. Very excited to see the two of you in the show this evening. Ma'am, do you know of a religion that worships clowns? No, I just... I just assumed it might have been something weird with well, the lack of, of color and all. It's... Uh, a little Unique. less fun than uh, some of the more colorful outf- outfits that we've seen other clowns pass through with. I, You've seen other clowns? Uh, yes, and there's been a few other festivals over the years that have brought in some clowns. Are other clowns different? Evidently there are more than one my head no. clown. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently there is only one real clown. I've gotten the pleasure of spending some time know. with Mr. Pigeon, and I assure you he's quite fun. I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. What? Mr. Pigeon. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll, I'll thaumaturgy some pigeon coos. <laughs> <laughs> How lovely. That's fun. Is that part of the show? Will there be lots of sounds? A little shrug. Okay. <laughs> that sounds very fun. I'll have to um, be more aware of the lights and sounds and try not to get startled. On... <laughs> And, and Tom just kind of says, yeah. <laughs> she just kind of, like, shoots him a glance and looks back at you and just smiles. On top of the uh, spinning, uh, like, machinery, just, like, on one of the posts, I'm going to use silent image and just a pigeon. Okay, just it like, is behind her. It's, mm-hmm. it's okay. Okay, sure. It's just, yeah, you it's just, just going, yeah, like... It's just going around. <laughs> yeah, so the, the six of you see a pigeon appear far up towards the ceiling and just sit at the edge of this platform and slowly spin around as the central pillar goes around. Mm-hmm. Is it... Does it so it just looks like an yep, ordinary it's pigeon? Just, just slowly rotating around. You see it kind of like morph into existence okay. as you're looking in that direction. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to immediately glance at Dan. <laughs> uh, oh... It would be uh, lovely to get to share a drink with you and your husband this evening. Of course. Uh, at the circus. I believe that <laughs> most people in town will be there, and I think it is best to get to know everyone together. Sure, that sounds uh, lovely. My friend Dandelion and I are new here in town and are struggling to keep all the names to faces. Understandable. There um, are quite a few people here in Lakemount. Indeed, and... We're not even considered a large town, fairly small for the size, considering we're a border town, but... This is a small town? Evidently. In comparison to a lot of the larger ones, yes. Uh, Graymore is, of course, gigantic, so is uh, Southport. There are some other smaller ones in Fjordain, and we are one of the smallest in terms of uh, tourist towns. A lot of people passing through, not too many people staying, but... I guess we met a lot of people. About eight. It's a good number. We'll meet more. Maybe some of those... (laughs) Maybe some of them will know more about 
what we're looking for for you. It's true. We do need to meet people. We should meet more people. We should meet more people. It is a wonderful thing to be able to share stories and a drink with people. It's uh, quite nice to live in a tourist town such as this. If people passing through, never know who you'll meet. Just yes. kind of gestures to all of you and kind of glances at Mr. Pigeon again before <laughs> looking back at the rest of you. Yes. Uh, thank you very much for your... You got a scone, right? Or what uh, was the... It was, it was it's a like a, a little sugar, little sugar, sugar bread, bread mm-hmm. thing, yeah. Thank you very much for the pastry for my friend here. Of course. It's very um, good. I'm glad you enjoy it. Well, it is good, right? Yeah. No, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we'll see you tonight. Lovely. Thank you so much. Marcus, by the way. Uh, Letitia. Very nice. Shake her hand. Um, Very nice to make all of your acquaintances. Nice to meet you as well. Uh, do I... Uh, sh- should I call you anything or just uh, Mr. Yes. Emissary? Yes, you absolutely do right. have to shake her hand. Of course. The handshake right. of the bread man and bread lady. They're different. <laughs> and I have to commit these to memories. Uh... Forgive me, uh, my friend here is very uh, new to these areas and is not familiar with uh, the handshake of a bread maiden. I'm going to wink at her. <laughs> oh, uh, if you could please demonstrate. Of course, it and, and, to and her. Tom like pushes himself up also, and uh, I'll, I'll be happy to show you uh, the the other handshake. The of bread course. man. The bread man. Yes. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Of course. Leticia reaches out and the like gingerbread man. puts her hands on top of each other. Uh, so you just kind of make like a like a loaf with your hand, uh, and, and you push the, the hands together, and then you turn them to the side and and you wiggle your fingers. That's cooking. Yes, of course. And now the bread is baked. That's right. That's how baking works. Just stare at the bread. That's how they do it. They shake hands with the oven. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Maybe I can bake too. Perhaps someday we'll. Tom's, hand, <laughs> Tom's hands are behind his back, and you see him pull out his hands, and he's got one loaf of bread on each hand shoved into the center of it. Yep. Well, the bread man's handshake is a little bit uh, simpler. You just you put these loaves out, you shove your hands into the other side of the loaf, and we just we just shake. <laughs> we just like, shake like this big loaf. Like together. you're riding a horse. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, that's that's it. Yeah. So you'll have to, if you find a bread maker, you will have to uh, either ask to borrow one of their loaves uh, or, or purchase one to do a handshake. Two uh, of their loaves. Yes, two uh, or a large one will do as well. It do, you know whatever uh, is available, but um, you have to. Very important uh, to, you know. Do that with is the there loaves. a different meaning if it's one large loaf instead of two smaller loaves? One loaf is more for uh, family handshakes. Uh, the two loaves is more uh, acquaintances or, or new folk, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, so two loaves is probably apart. what you should ask for. Yes. Generally, yes. It's an honor to be offered one. Oh, yes, it's uh, quite an honor indeed. We'll need to remember that, Dandelion. If a person Can ever I... offers us one loaf and is a bread maker, <laughs> they consider you family. Am I allowed to continue to make insight to see if I'm still believing this? Like, I, I'm... I feel like you... Do you want you to not believe this? truly no context to assume otherwise. You wrote your backstory. Uh-huh. This is on you. Uh-huh. You did this to yourself. So, I didn't think that, like... Oh, you should have. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I was. 
I was you gave your John. power to me. Yeah, I did. I'm, I'm gonna look at Mr. Pigeon and kind of try to whisper to him. Oh, are these handshakes real? Oh my god, you're just as gullible as I am, are you? <laughs> He's not for at this, point, at this point, it's been so many. Yeah. I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> the NPCs are in on it. <laughs> I guess I'll just stare back and slowly nod. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna give you I a think look. You mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a different handshake. Then <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna kind of glance at Twig. Okay. Not yet. <laughs> Is everything all right, young master? <laughs> yes, everything's fine. Would you like to try the bread maker handshake? No, Tom just holds up the two loaves. <laughs> no, thanks. It's very rude. For an emissary. It's just... not part of my custom. Well, fair enough. Just, we could clap. Smash. <laughs> <laughs> clap these loaves together. Buddy. I'm just going to look at it very seriously. Please, please don't do that with the, the bread that we... Order. Of, of course not. <laughs> he just sets his, his loaf hands down the couch. <laughs> never, never, never. It's just like chunks missing from the loaf. Yeah, uh, never with products that we, we sell, of course. This okay, is all okay good. This is, these are the show loaves. <laughs> what? The shows. <laughs> show loaves? Are you with the circus as well? Uh, no, no. He's trying to be. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> trying to run away? I want to get out of here. Take me with you. <laughs> Good, good to know. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. He just kind of drags his hands slowly <laughs> off the counter and puts them behind his back. Just crumbs. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh. You just hear him scraping against the wood. Just gonna look concerned at him. Uh, I'll see you tonight, and uh, thank you both again. Of course. I'll have a wonderful day. Uh, Dandelion, I need to get back to assist Joseph with taking the casks of ale. Mm-hmm. Would you like to help me carry things? Yes. I'm sure you'll be very good at it. Joseph will appreciate the help. Uh, I do not know what me, uh, Mr. Pigeon and Twig have to do to prepare for the circus, but Shay, I know you said you have to resolve the issue with your key. Yes, I need to take care of a couple of things at my shop. Very good. Can meet back up with you at the circus. Yes. And, uh, Rin, I don't know if you were preoccupied before, but no. a third set of hands with the casks would be nice. Sure thing. Very good. So all of you begin walking out, and Tom raises his hand with the loaf on it. Have a wonderful day! Uh, the pigeon remains until I get 60 feet away from... Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so you walk out as they go back to what they were doing previously. Um, you walk back into Lake Mount proper. Uh, the two of you are heading over to the carnival to begin setting up, I suppose, and then you're heading to your shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you need to... Uh, I don't need okay. a, a personal thing. I'm just going back and preparing the things that I said I'd prepare for cool. uh, Gwendolyn and um, getting some of my stuff packed for when it's time to leave. Cool. Uh, two of you need to talk amongst yourselves, talk to any of the carnival NPCs privately or... No, I don't have anything in particular. I okay. just assume it would be going back, fixing sure. makeup, getting rested, and helping with uh, you know, anything that needs to be set up for the shows. Sure. Cool. Uh, the three of you head over to uh, to the um, 
server leaf in, and you meet up with Joseph again. You walk inside, and you can mm-hmm. see that he has several barrels stacked on a large cart uh, right inside the door. And, uh, welcome, friends. Uh, good to see you again. I yes. hope you had a prosperous rest of your day. Eventful in some regards, but... I got bread. Dandelion has been given the chance to uh, sample the breads here in town. I've nice enjoyed them very much. And this, I bought the little ostrich, like figurine. Oh, that's uh, very, very nice. I got that from the general store, I mm-hmm. take it? Strange looking bird. It is indeed. Um, never seen one like that personally, but uh, Gwendolyn and Charlotte make some wonderful figurines. Yes, they do. Indeed. Uh, we'd be happy to assist you, though, with the previously discussed tasks for oh, transporting yes, the ales and wines. It would be lovely if we could just all push the cart together. Uh, sure. Got everything set up, and you see there's several casts like kind of stacked on top of each other uh, that are just kind of bound down with some leather straps around the top so they don't tip over. Very good. I suppose the four of us could just all grab a side and push it across town. It should not be too hard. No, it doesn't seem as though it would be a very long journey. No, and he just straps a bag on his back and... Mm-hmm. Onward then to the carnival. Mm-hmm. Guys slowly push this cart outside and he turns and locks the front door and... Mm-hmm. Well, off we go. Mm-hmm. My main hand is just like... Additionally <laughs> pushing the cart. It can only mm-hmm. carry 10 pounds, yeah, so it's yeah, not really doing yeah. much. It's just kind of floating behind at the fingertips, the, the blue, like, ghostly fingertips just pushing against the side of it. Um, so you guys talk for a few minutes with Joseph, begin pushing that across town, uh, and you see that several people are kind of starting to filter into the carnival grounds proper. Uh, Mr. Pigeon, would you like to describe what you are doing and what you look like uh, at the entrance to this uh, fairgrounds? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Thank you, Doc. <laughs> Sorry, I was responding to No, something. it's all good. I'm scared. All right. Um, so, yeah, we're at the front of the fairgrounds as people are coming in. Mm-hmm, yeah, so people are slowly filtering in. I forget the name of the ticket collector. Was the ticket collector the strongman? Uh, Was he frequently out front with... Let me flip to my notes. Um... Now, we'll say that it is, uh, I will, give me a second. Forgot the ticket collection, that important thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, we'll say that this is an old, old human man named, uh, Roderick. Okay. So, yeah, as he is, uh, monitoring the front of the line and, and collecting, I would, uh, be dancing around on the sidelines with my, uh, illusory duplicate, so there's two of me. And just kind of like, you know, dancing and spinning in between people and periodically making pigeon noises and bowing or, mm-hmm. you know, pulling balloons out of the sleeves and handing them off to, like, you know, kids or people that look mm-hmm. younger. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, just kind of dancing around in the front and being a, not a distraction, but like, you know, like a sideshow. Mm-hmm. Sure. So you guys walk up to this uh, to this fence line and begin pushing the cart forward, and uh, you walk up to this old human man with a, a long, like bushy gray beard and kind of wrinkled, sun wrinkled skin. He looks over to you. Uh, it's two silver per person uh, to get into the show tonight. Very good. I'll pull out four silver for uh, Dandelion and I. Uh, two, please, sir. 
course, and he has this like large wheel of tickets around his side, and he just mm-hmm. rips two off and hands them to you. Thank you very much. Of course, sir. Enjoy the show. For you. Thank you. Here you go. We need to hold those until we're inside. Thank you very much. Joseph pulls out two silver and hands it to the man. Here Quite you go. Like Have a wonderful evening. Uh, Good luck with your sales. Oh, thank you very much. You guys slowly crank this uh, this cart into the fairgrounds proper. Um, and as you walk in, you can see that this is a fairly expansive space that uh, the edge of the, um, on the edge of Lake Mount, right up against the, uh, the lake on the left-hand side of Lake Mount, which is the uh, Fisherman's Folly Lake. Um, you can see off to the right-hand side as you walk in is a large uh, red and yellow leather um, and cloth big top tent uh, against the back fence line. Um, there are several market squares and market stalls kind of scattered around this, um, you know, fairly dusty dirt area. There's not really any, like, uh, kind of formulated paths or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just a big open fairground for, you know, for whatever activities need to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see that there are some tents around the back side of this uh, top that are kind of, like, branched, roped off as, as like, private quarters for, mm-hmm. the, for the cast and crew. Um, and as you walk in, let me pull up my here uh, so you assist you walk Joseph over to a to one of these market stalls that appears to be open um, not many of them are filled by uh, too many townsfolk there's a, a couple people selling you know various candies and things um, but Joseph pushes his cart over to one of the open ones and uh, thank you very much and he unhurls one of the uh, the leather straps around these barrels mm-hmm. and grabs one of the casks and just slams it down onto this wooden table in the center of this large fairground. Yeah. And assist him unloading all the casks. Sure. Yeah, you guys set up the casks and he flips his bag off to the side and begins pulling out uh, like a bunch of wooden mugs and mm-hmm. sets them on the front of the, behind this table on this little shelf behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and starts pulling out little placards and setting them on the front of the cask to label what they are and mm-hmm. starts setting up the taps and everything. Uh, very much appreciate the help, my friends. Uh, can I offer you a drink before the show? Free of charge, of course. Please. Sure. Uh, he pulls out a mug and feel free to uh, fill her up. Just the one right in front of me. Sure. Yeah, you, you dump this like apple ale into your uh, into your mug and you get the fragrance of, of fresh, crisp apples as you... Uh, it does come out looking like milk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So you smell very crisp apples right. and just this milk-colored liquid filters out into your mug. Just gonna look at him. Uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm. I'm gonna taste it. It tastes like apple ale, and he just looks very confused. I'm very sorry. I can't possibly imagine how that would have gotten in there. I'll need to contact my supplier. I'll grab one and fill it, and it comes out normal. Or not. Really foamy, then. Uh, I, uh, I guess so, and I'll just continue to drink it. All right. Um, sure, that's fine. A lot of foam in the top of that, I suppose. Maybe from all the uh, <laughs> dragging it around, I guess. Um, you, I hope it's good still. T- tastes good. Really liquidy foam. Uh, okay, um, Marcus, for you... I'm gonna grab a cup and take one of the from one of the wine barrels. Sure. Yeah, you you crack a, a little bit of wine into this thing into your mug and it flows mm-hmm. out. It's a uh, like a 
deep red liquid that flows out. Um, not the same purple plum color that the the wine that you found in the uh, in the cavern was. This is definitively a much like pinker color. Very good. Thank you again for your assistance. I genuinely really appreciate it. I hope I'll get some you know some nice business from the people here. Yes, I'm sure you will. I'll make sure that I direct everyone over to your stall. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Marcus. Everyone's going to get tanked tonight by you. <laughs> I hope you're ready for some very interesting NPC conversation. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I brought the party. <laughs> and he just reaches over and cracks a little bit into one of his mugs and sets it on top of the, the uh, one of the cans. I gotta get ready. <laughs> oh boy. A lot of foam. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah, so you guys are, are free to um, meander Cruise. about. Uh, I'll say that you uh, wander in shortly after as you see them setting up, and you see Mr. Pigeon dancing around. Uh, Twig, are you doing anything in particular, or are you just kind of meandering around the campgrounds until you see your friends? Um, yeah, I figured I'd be sort of off to the side. Um, not really doing anything in particular. Sure. Getting ready. Yeah, so I'll, I'll say that you and Mr. Pigeon both see your friends start to uh, convene together around Joseph's stall set up in the corner. Um, and I'll describe the activities again that were listed on the uh, on the chart. There mm -hmm. is the axe throwing. Uh, there is the sparring ring. And you can see that there is a, uh, like a, almost a chalk and sand ring that has these posts with lit torches on them kind of scattered around it with rope connecting them off to the far corner. Um, there's a test of strength where you see a large wooden beam going up, being supported by these other side beams and a large bell at the top. Uh, and around that you see, um, well, I'll describe the options and then I'll tell you what you mm -hmm. see when you get there. Uh, there is the Dunk the Jester, which is a large wooden barrel with a glass front. Uh, and you see somebody sitting on top of it in the far corner. Um, there is the Apple Bobbing. Uh, there is the Guess the Mimic game uh, and the Prayer game, along with Palm Reading, which appears to be closed at the moment, as it is not yet uh, dark. You said Prayer game? Yes. Uh, Dandelion, there are many games. If any of them seem the most appealing to you, I would be happy to escort you to them. Perhaps apple bobbing? Or test of strength? Just gonna like lightly flex when I say that one. <laughs> I think you would do stellar. I'm pretty strong. You are indeed. <laughs> you are indeed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say Mr. Pigeon and Twig uh, walk over. Shay, you've, uh, you know, collected with the group as well. Mm. So you're all together again in this fairground. I'll, I'll look at Mr. Pigeon and Twig. Uh, what do you suggest we do first? What's the most fun? I'll, I'll glance at you, and then uh, if you don't point at anything, I'm going to point at Guess the Mimic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In that general direction. <laughs> I feel like that sounds quite fun. What's a mimic? I don't know. We'll have to guess. It's kind of like clown. He has a mimic, right? He There's has two a... of him. 
Yeah. Oh, the nod. <laughs> it's a possibly. It's a thing that looks like an object. A living a thing. A, a what now? Doesn't doesn't everything? Perhaps you'll be good at this. Yes. There's only one way to find out. Yes. Uh, after you, Mr. Pigeon. Is this a mimic? I'll, I'll lead the way. Skip towards the guess the mimic. Sure. So you walk over to a large. Uh, triangular-shaped tent that has a large painted sign on it that cruelly has Guess the Mimic painted on it, and you see a treasure chest with teeth on the back half of it and another treasure chest on the other side filled with gold pieces. Uh, and you push your way through this, this like, um, kind of light, magical light-lit uh, leather tent, and inside uh, you see... Yes. Uh, so you see two elves that look completely identical sitting inside. Uh, they both have short, curly brown hair, deep green eyes, uh, fair skin, long <clears throat> pointed ears, um, fairly slender and long faces. Uh, and they're both wearing green leotard uniforms with silver pinstripes and silver frills. Uh, the two of you would recognize this as Dax and Dex, uh, the two elvish twins. And they look at you. Uh, the one says, look, Dex, more customers. Yes, Dax, indeed there are. And they both say in unison, how can we help you? Uh, Dandelion would love to play the game. Once we understand how to play the game, of course. Okay. Uh, and Dex looks over to you and says, uh, all right, uh, of course. Um, so the way that this works is there are two treasure chests through this curtain behind us. Uh, one is a mimic, the other one is a treasure chest. Uh, you have to choose which one, and if you guess correctly, you'll move on to the next round. There are three rounds. Uh, it costs five silver to enter, and if you win, you will receive five gold. Do you like to play Dandelion? A game of chance. Are there any other rules? Uh, you... If you approach and touch the chest, uh, that is the one that you choose. Okay. That's it. Don't stab them, break them. Just attempt to open them. You have to touch them? Mm-hmm. With your hands? Yes. I think I can play. You have hands? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can definitely play. I'll put, give them five... Silver. Lovely. They collect your silver and put it in the counter behind them. Right this way, they kind of step aside and hold a, a large white curtain open, and you see that inside there is a wooden stage with two chests, one on the left, one on the right-hand side. The room is padded in, this, in a way that um, it's very hard to hear things from the outside as you step in. The walls are lined with a black, uh, like, velvet... Uh, and there are two torches on either side of the stage casting an eerie glow onto these wooden chests with gilded locks. Take your pick. I'm going to cast Mage Hand mm -hmm. and pat the left one. Okay. 
So you mage hand and pat the left one. Nothing happens. Go over and touch the left one. You touch the left one. Nothing happens. Flip open the lid. Yes. You flip open the lid, and inside is a little note that says, Correct. Not a mimic. Well done, Dandelion. I did it. To the next room. And they walk to the end of this room and hold open a curtain that you did not previously see before behind the stage into another similarly shaped room, this time with a green flame, otherwise identical to the previous one. I'm going to continue. Once again... Take your pick. And they both say in unison, Don't be wrong. I use my mage hand to open the left one again. You mage hand and touch and flip open the left one. Nothing happens. Walk over to it. You look inside and you see a small note that says correct. I grab the note. You've guessed correctly again. They walk <laughs> to the back of the room and pull the curtain open. And you walk inside to this next room and there is a deep blue flame that casts an almost like ocean glow around this room. It is very eerily silent. Uh, and very weird that you cannot hear the sounds of the carnival outside. Take your pick. Don't be wrong. I'm going to use Mage Hand again to mm-hmm. open the right one. You flip open the right chest, and it bites at your Mage Hand. You've guessed incorrectly. I'm going to go touch the left one. That would have been the correct answer, yes. <laughs> you said if she approached and touched it, that's the one that you pick. She has approached and touched the left one. <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> she did not approach and touch the other. And they both look puzzled at each other and kind of scratch <laughs> their heads. Well, no one's done that before. New rules for next time. <laughs> they hand over five gold to you. Congratulations. <laughs> Easy money. <laughs> Do they just look angry now? <laughs> no, they're just kind of grinning eerily at you. Would anyone like to try again? What are the new rules? <laughs> no magic, <laughs> just your hands. Your human or otherwise hands. I would love to play. Sure. I'll pull out five silver. Right this way. <laughs> uh, I'll give you one of the gold. Oh. If you want to, uh... Now you can play. Thank you, Dandelion. Back to the front, and you see a chamber open and pull the two chests down into the stage as you walk back out uh, into the main room, and they close the curtain for a moment, and they kind of just look at you as they dance back and forth, and they open the curtain. All right. Guess the mimic. Or not. Fantastic. Only use divine sense. <laughs> Which one's the mimic? <laughs> Thanks for the free gold. <laughs> I got him. <laughs> so you make it through. <laughs> Here you go, sir. We're going to close. <laughs> Take that three charges. <laughs> Worth the five fucking gold every time. Well, have a yeah. wonderful day. Enjoy yep. the rest of your stay. I'm going to step outside with everyone else, I'm assuming. Yeah, we're all leaving. 
And as we go outside, I'm going to cast Detect Magic. <laughs> oh, wait. I think I'd like to play. Unfortunately, we are uh, close now. Uh, you bitch! <laughs> There's a limit on how many wins per day you see. It's, it's two. It's two. Oh, yes. oh really? Um, unfortunate. Um, but a, very, that's a shame. A very, a very fair game. You Thank have. God I didn't finish <laughs> casting it. Yeah. Uh, yes, we'll have to. Um, We're very out of money. Yes, we'll have to. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. Damn yeah, it. you have a wonderful day. Um, <laughs> Uh, enjoy the, the rest of the, the carnival. Thank you for uh, playing anyway. Um, I hope you had fun. We swindled corn carnies. You can't beat me. Those were very fun games. Do you have any more that you would recommend? More suggestions? Please. Free gold we can get. I'm so poor. I bought so much stuff. Uh, how much time until the show starts, actually? You have probably have like an hour. I guess it was a little over an hour. Before we do that, I'll uh, look over at you and gesture like that again and point in the direction of uh, the, if, if they're not getting ready themselves in the uh, direction of, uh, is it Tara? The dragonborn? Yeah, I can't read my own writing. Yes. Uh, Tara, deep flame. Yeah, so he is... Would, if he's there, yeah, he's at Yeah, he's at a stall um, that you can see there are several candles at. Yeah, I would point at that after looking at you. And then lead the way if you don't <laughs> say no. Okay, yeah. Do we need candles? Uh, somebody did for something, right? We needed candles. Well, she was coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was yeah, awesome. Oh, that's right. We told her about it. She's probably doing it herself. Okay, yeah, never mind. I forgot we had mentioned it yeah. to her and yeah. uh, told her she could do it. Okay, never mind then. Uh, yeah, I'll uh, I don't know, I'll point at uh, axe throwing. Sure. Uh, so you walk okay. over to uh, towards the axe throwing stall, and you can see that there is. Uh, this is right next to the test of strength. This large wooden structure that goes up into mm-hmm. the air, uh, and you see that there is a. Um, uh, a large, like, wooden wall at the back of this open, sanded pit uh, with these lanes for the axe to be thrown. There are targets painted on it. Um, and you see a large orc man standing on it. And uh, as you guys are walking kind of in that direction, he looks over. Hey, big boy. Uh, hello, friend. Interested in a game? Of course. What are the rules? <laughs> Depends on which game you're playing. And he points to the axe throwing yeah. and the test of strength. Take your pick. Which would you suggest? I like the test of strength personally. All Zarlug right. Zarlug the Strong. <laughs> What's his name? Zarlug uh, the Strong. Z-H-A-R-L-U-G. Uh, he has rough gray skin. Um, he is bald. He has deep gray stormy eyes. Uh, a large black beard and fairly prominent tusks. <laughs> Uh, and as he holds his hands up, you can see that there's, or there are two tribal tattoos, one on each hand, of two concentric circles with an X inside of it and a triangular shape above them. I uh, would love to play either. All right. I'll probably be worse at the test of strength, but I'll try anything once. Sure. All right, whether free, these games are just for fun. Very well. I'll uh-huh. try. Sure. Very good. Ladies first. Dandelion. Step up and he hands you this large wooden mallet. I will take the wooden mallet. <laughs> take a swing. Topple backwards. <laughs> oh, shit! How big is the wooden mallet? It's about as tall as you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we might have a smaller one. This is fine. All right. Take your swing. 
make a strength check. I told you to believe so. <laughs> the dice always reward me. That's a nat 20, so a 19. Okay. So you watch as Dandelion just walks up and, and holds all this thing. All of her momentum. All of her momentum. And she stumbles forward a little bit, and the thing goes, vroom, and slams into like this my platform. my feet lift off the ground. Yeah, your feet lift off as you get pulled forward by this thing and almost flip over and land on it as the weight of it is just on this thing. Uh, and it just rockets up and slams the bell. And he's just, holy shit. <laughs> Fuck have you eaten? Milk. Milk. Some tea. (laughs) (laughs) Some of that bread from. As well. Mm -hmm. And uh, the ales from Joseph. Mm -hmm. That's That's true. It's a very diverse diet. Uh, Fish from our good friend Val. Fish, Mm -hmm. ale, milk, and bread. I'll have to remember that. Yes. Eat all of those things specifically. Sure. The ale is here. Actually, you can get some. Oh yeah, I'll have to get some after the show. Point in the direction of wherever that stall's at. (laughs) Yeah, it's like directly across. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Anyone else like to try? Very well done, Dandelion. You should be quite proud. He pulls out a silver and hands it to you. Congratulations. I don't think I can do that, but I'll try. Sure. I hand It's a three. <laughs> <laughs> so you lift the roll thing my up. sleeves up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, would you like to There's describe how you lose? Get loose. <laughs> like really put on show and then just... Not, not proficient in hammers. <laughs> yeah, you just pull it back and you lift it over your shoulder and you just kind of like really get ready and into form mm-hmm. and you slam it down and it hits the side of the thing and like bounces onto the dirt and it just... Told and he you? looks at you and then looks back at her. She's very impressive. You should have what she's having. Yes, well, she's not from around here, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, built different, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> very well done, Dandelion. Marcus um, can do it. Yeah, I did call you over, sir. Mm-hmm. I could do it. Sure. I'll make your wager. If you beat me, I'll uh, give you two silver. If I beat you, two silver from you. Here. I'll hand him the one silver that he just... Oh. Well, thank you, Dandelion. Uh, of course, sir. I have my own hammer. <laughs> just don't, that's fine, just don't break the damn thing. No, I wouldn't use this on a thing as this. Sure. Very good. Me first, you first. You can go first, sir. Sure. He throws the hammer over his back and gets into like the stance. And he swings this thing down. And it goes about a little over halfway and comes back down. And he looks, it wasn't very impressive now, was it? Yeah. You'll try then, sir. Very good. I'm just going to crack my knuckles. I'm going to hold a hand over the button. <laughs> and um, he, he cracks his knuckles, too. And... I'm just going to punch the button. Sure. <laughs> oh, no. Those are not Marcus dice. Oh, my hubris. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. We'll go with the pink ones. Six. <laughs> oh, no. So you walk up and you just slam your fist down onto this thing and it goes up a little over a quarter of the way and comes back down. I think you're supposed to use the hammer. I like the attempt, though. Sure. We'll give him two silver. Thank you kindly. Uh, it is a fun game. It is indeed. Uh, Name's Zalog the Strong. Pleasure to meet you, Zalog. It's nice the to meet you. Axe throwing requires as much strength. Uh, you can do it either way. You can, uh, you know, be a little bit, uh, loosey-goosey dexterous with it. If Give me that's an example. Thing. Uh, sure. Walks over to the axe throwing stand and 
pulls an axe out of the table as he rips it out and he just throws it down and it goes wide and sails over the top of the thing. Oh, fuck. Uh, a moment, please. And you see him start jogging around the back of this thing and he comes back holding the axe and slams it into the front counter. Uh, anybody that'd like to play? I'll try. Sure. Go ahead. It's an 11. Sure. So you hurl this thing down and you catch the edge of one of the targets. Uh, you've hit the target at least. Much better than the test of try, eh? How many axes are there? Ah, uh, there's three. I'll throw another one. Sure. The nine. A little bit worse. It's right outside. It's of right the, outside. Yeah, right outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's an eighteen. You're right off of the center. You like uh, the central red circle. Your axe is just around the outside of that circle. It's pretty damn good, my friend. Uh, Zarlog, as I said. What's the handshake of a strong man? Uh. I'll, I'll walk up to him. I think I know this one. And I'll put my hand out like this. <laughs> he just... All right, then. No, 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 not that. Clasp. <laughs> and just sure. clasp his hand like that. All right. You didn't want to... No. You sure? Uh, I'm sure. Go ahead, Dandelion. Oh. All right, sure. <laughs> Strength? Yeah. Ten. He rolled an eight. You <laughs> slam his arm down onto the counter. Doing very well today, guys. I gotta get me some of that fucking milk. Indeed. <laughs> very good milk. It's oh very God. important. That is uh, quite impressive for a, a tiny one. Mm-hmm. Sometimes strength is uh, not visible. I should damn well think so. That's uh, that's scary. That. Uh, mm-hmm. Is your friend say Mr. Pigeon? No. Oh, Your strength is intimidating. What the fuck you doing to me? <laughs> what have, what I like you flex. Me? <laughs> Thank God there's not enough other people over here and make me look bad. Yeah, no, I'll just look around and... Found the strongest person in the fucking town and brought them here to my stall. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe you should let Dandelion run the stall for a while. Uh, that's alright, I've got my things I've uh, got to take care of before the show. She already ran uh, Guess the Mimic out of town. Ah, uh, that's why uh, Dax and Dex look so pissed. <laughs> I can see their uh, faces from here. They really didn't establish the rules well. They're a bit of a, a pair, for sure, those two. Uh, there are two of them. There are two of them. Mm-hmm. Really uh, eerie. I never know which one I'm talking to. They look exactly the fucking same, down to the haircut and the clothes. Fucking impossible, those two. Done tricks to my breakfast sometimes, I don't like it. You've had tricks for breakfast? Yeah, but those are for kids. (laughs) Well, it is, but uh, I try not to tell anyone. (laughs) (laughs) There's several steps that were required for that to happen, Doc. <laughs> What's happened? <laughs> That's why my muscles are actually. Gotta, gotta get that sponsorship. Pure <laughs> sugar for breakfast. Right. It's not a good idea. I have it with the milk. But are, you, just... are you sure you're not using just water? Because at least the milk would help. Uh, this, this is probably true. I should probably do that. That might be better too. My taste silly better. Sarlog. Yeah, silly Sarlog tricks are for kids. <laughs> have you tried being a kid? Well, I'm uh, 40, so no, uh, I 
haven't been one in a long time. <laughs> she has a point. I, I, do you have like a, a time turner that I could no, go I totally and be don't. a child again, or <laughs> totally don't? <laughs> All right. Nobody, right. nobody knows of one. No. What? He just, he just kind of like. Do I know of one? No. Okay. And he Where just kind of me? sets his hands, and you see these tribal tattoos on the edge of his hands again as he just sets them down. Uh, yeah, I uh, haven't been a kid in a long time, obviously. I mean, Dax and Dex are probably the closest, uh, other than. I don't know how raccoons age, but I guess cucumber maybe. What? Pardon me? What? Maybe a, a, a raccoon named Cucumber, he sells things points over there and you see a raccoon sitting on top of a wooden barrel with a a large wooden uh plank on the side of it with two little tables in the distance is this a legitimate raccoon yes is is, is the raccoon dressed does he have a hat on uh he's got like a little hat and uh and a bow tie i'd like to run over to cucumber and <laughs> sure. shake his hand yeah he just shakes your hand and just kind of squeaks happily at you Dandelion. Let's say I'll gesture toward cucumber. I'm going over towards the raccoon. Go ahead, Dandelion. I'm going to crouch down at the stall of this raccoon. I like to think it's really short to the ground. It's pretty like, short. Like it, it's like it's, it's like a half size barrel. It's it's not raccoon size because he's okay. sitting like on top of it. Um, but there's a little sign on the front of it that says cucumber stall, uh, and you can see everything five silver. And sitting atop this thing, you see. Uh, a single brass button, uh, a small candle sitting on a silver uh, like candlestick, mm-hmm. um, a single palm-sized disc that is a chalky white color, uh, a bag of two pink orbs, and a small glass orb filled with colored smoke. And he just kind of gestures to all of you and chitters a little bit and kind of adjusts his bow tie. Give him all of your money. And he just points to the sign <laughs> below. All of it. What am I looking at? Is there any indication? <laughs> what's what's the disc? He just kind of points at the items and just points at all of you and then points at the sign. Yes, what but which it? one should I get? He just gestures to all of them. <laughs> Could I do an investigation check on the... Would you say there were orbs in the bag? Pink uh, orbs. Yeah, pink orbs. Sure. Yeah, you can do an investigation check. It's a 21 with bonus. Sure. So you can see inscribed on these uh, on these two pink orbs, they look to be a candy of some kind, and there are some runic symbols carved on them that seem like they would activate a spell of some kind. A spell of some kind. Mm-hmm. It does not seem malicious in any way. Uh, I'll, I'll say that uh, you recognize it as the message spell. So with the 21... Uh, these, it's essentially it's message gum. So mm-hmm. when you chew the gum, you can cast message for an hour. Give him the silver. He takes the takes five silver the and he sets it into the thing and hands you the pouch. Mm-hmm. He tips his hat, makes some chittery noises at you, and what, adjusts his bow tie again. What's left? There's the chalk disc. Uh, yeah, a the button. chalk disc, a brass button, a candle, uh, and a small glass orb filled with smoke. Uh... I'll say that the orb kind of catches your attention, this, like, shimmery colored smoke. Between that and the button. Why not both? I'll give him gold. Takes it and puts it into his little pocket and tips his hat to you. I'll point to the button in the... He picks up the button with both hands and hands it out to you. And he points to, like, his 
non-existent shirt and makes like a sewing motion with the button. And he just chitters at you again. I don't have a shirt. Like, I don't... I guess... And he picks up the orb and he holds it out. And he shakes it and you see uh, the orb start to sparkle and shimmer. And you see a small bird appear out of a purple, like, colored fey energy on the edge of this wooden thing. And it casts a very, very dim light out from it. And he hands you the orb. And the bird poofs out as he hands it to you. I'm gonna shake the shake What the, animal? I can choose. Ooh. A raccoon. Yeah, you see a small little, like, half-sized raccoon appear next to you made out of, like, a greenish-colored energy. Can I have a hat and a yeah. bow tie? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, like, a, a glowing, ethereal creature. Uh, it casts dim light in a five-foot area. And you can, you know, have it for however long you like. While he's showing her the orb, I'd like to use sleight of hand to try and swap five silver for the chalk disc. Sure. Uh, yeah, make a sleight of hand check. 18? He rolled a one, so you <laughs> you swap five silver with the, the little white disc. When he's done demonstrating, I'm going to be looking at the disc. He looks back and... Just kind of scratches his head and picks up the silver and puts it in his pocket, tips his hat, and adjusts the thing. What's this one do? So he mimics a cracking motion and then makes it look like he's eating something. What's this one do? <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah, no. <laughs> Shrug. Save it for later. Yeah. <laughs> it's very nice to meet you, Mr. Cucumber. He makes some chittering noises at you and adjusts his hat again. And he points to the candle and then points to the sign. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of blinks and looks at all of you. Marcus, do you want the candle? And he points at Mr. Pigeon and just points at the candle. Shrug and give him five silver and <laughs> sure. the candle. And he just kind of like makes a little laughy, chittery noise and puts it in his pocket and hands you the candle. So you have a candle that can be lit and doesn't, uh, the wax doesn't burn away. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Infinite candle. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to give Cucumber one of my trinkets. He just kind of holds his hand out as you hand him this little trinket. He just chitters happily at you, and he, like, fixes it to the front of his bow tie, so that way it's just hanging like a little necklace in front of him. Okay. Marcus, do you have thread? Thread? I have this button. And he flips the sign up slowly and sets it down, so that way the stand is now gone, and he hops down from the barrel and goes running off into the carnival. Uh, no, sadly, I do not have Maybe thread. you don't need thread. Maybe you just act like you have thread. I'm gonna act, try to sew this button, like try to affix this button to my to my cloak. Sure. Yeah, you affix this button to your cloak. With uh, without thread. No, oh, without thread. No I got thread. no thread. Got it. Um, make a intelligence check to try to like use some of the material on your cloak to fix it on. Flat 14. Flat 14? Uh, sure. So you pull a little bit of material off and you sew this button uh, onto your onto your shirt. Um, so it, it's very shimmery and shiny. Uh, you have a plus one to charisma saving throws. Oh. Charisma? I it's, it's my best stat. <laughs> I'm not complaining, but... I can't be intimidated at this point. So as all of you are standing uh, 
you hear someone walk behind you and you hear a, a, a sound, the sound of something falling to the ground behind you. A sound of something falling? Yeah, something small falling and like hitting the dirt. It just makes like a noise. Okay. Yeah. Turn, look. Um, so you see uh, Gwendolyn walking with uh, another person that you do not recognize and on the ground you see the small figure of her locket that she had had around her neck has fallen to the ground uh, off of the necklace. Does she notice? She does not notice. She is continuing to walk towards the candle stall where you see a large dragonborn. Uh, the dragonborn is uh, very old. He's got fairly rough scales. Um, he's a deep silver color. The edges are kind of gilded, uh, which is weird for... I guess none of you would have seen a dragonborn, so it might not be weird. Um... But yeah, his body is a silver color. The edge of his scales are kind of shimmery uh, in a gold color. Um, I was going to say, don't you dare old. say blue. Don't you dare put a leviathan in front of me. No. <laughs> Tarhan, are you here? <laughs> Tarhan, you're back! But yeah, he looks fairly old, and uh, you can see that he's just sitting behind this thing and kind of shaping wax into these different candles as Gwendolyn walks towards this stall. Yeah, I mean, since I noticed she didn't notice, I'll... Uh... Step on over and pick up that locket. Sure. You pick up this, like, uh, kind of square-shaped locket with uh, mm-hmm. with her initials carved into the front of it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would look back over at everyone. Uh, friends, mm. our lady friend Gwendolyn lost something. She went this way. I intend to go return it to her. That's a good idea. Yes. I think she would miss that. Yes, she would. And start walking over. Sure. And as you're walking over, you can see that the clasp on the front end of it is kind of loose. It's kind of like swinging a little bit as if it, it's not completely like locked. I would lock it. Sure. You walk back over to her and you see her talking to this dragonborn man and pointing at several of these candles as he just nods at her and begins grabbing them and putting them into a small sack for her. Uh, when there is a moment like a lull in the conversation between the two individuals, I would then speak up to Gwendolyn. Sure. Is Charlotte uh, accompanying her, or is yes. she here alone? Yeah, she's with her, so I will describe uh, Charlotte. Charlotte. Um, Charlotte has long, curly auburn hair, uh, and she is kind of standing looking back at the the carnival itself, not paying attention to these candles. Mm-hmm. Um, 16 years old. Uh, she has cyan-colored eyes that are filled with a similar kindness and warmth that you saw in Gwendolyn's eyes, um, but it's also filled with the innocence that only a younger person knows and a, a brightness that her uh, her mother doesn't have anymore. Um, she has round, silver, thin-framed glasses that sit atop a slightly freckled nose and pale yet slightly rosy cheeks. Um, she's about 5'5". Five five. She's dressed in a dark green frilled dress with long flowy sleeves, uh, made of a relatively nice material, very similar in quality to the clothing that her mother wears. She just kind of looks at all of you and looks at the clown. She just kind of, like, claps in your direction oh, and uh, smiles. I'll give a give a little bow and pull a balloon out. And I'm going to try to make a... Can I make a balloon animal with my balloons? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll make a little raccoon. Sure. Yes. You make a little balloon raccoon, and she just kind of looks happily at it and just claps again, like a, a golf clap, very I respectfully just... and quiet, and, and grins very happily. I'll hand it over. Thank you. Just dance around. And and Gwendolyn hears her talking and looks over and, and looks at you handing her a balloon. Uh, oh, hello, friends. Uh, I'll uh, see you again. Yes. Hello. Uh, you 
dropped this. Oh my, um, thank you. She takes it. I must yeah. have fallen off. I do fiddle with it so much. Yes, uh, ensure that it is locked. Of course. She you might want to. I'll have to get this repaired. Yes, if there is a jeweler in town or someone who could assist you with some kind of appropriate tool, I would recommend that you get that clasp looked at. Yes, uh, the the smith will be able to fix it. Very good. She pops it into her into her, like one of her pockets. Uh, I hand her the cup of wine. Oh, th- thank you so much. Courtesy of my good friend Joseph. That's very lovely of you. Thank you. She oh, takes you're very sip. welcome. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> 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 I haven't eaten all day. Yeah, been quite a long day. Uh. <laughs> Chad gets it. <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate this very much. I, and, and thank the two of you for uh, for the tip about these candles. Uh, I really appreciate it. I, I did genuinely need, the, need these uh, very much. Uh, your friend Tarek's a, a very wonderful craftsman. Wink at Tark. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of winks back at you slowly, his like wrinkled dragon worn <laughs> eyes looking at you. <laughs> just struggling. Just wink? <laughs> no, just, just slow. He looks, he looks to be. Falls over and fucking dies. <laughs> he just dies right there. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that was the same. Tarek. <laughs> What's his name, Tarek? Tarek. Rolled a 17, he's fine. He's still alive. He's alive. Oh yeah. no, not the Franklin's <laughs> again. <laughs> not the heart attack checks. <laughs> Uh, no, he looks to be about seventy, so he's he's pretty old. They have similar lifespans to humans, so he's mm-hmm. he's he's up there. About as old as Val. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah, about as old as Val. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at this, uh, dragonborn man. Pardon me, sir. Good evening. Um, my name is Marcus, and I hear that your name is Tarek. It is Tarek Deep Flame. Good to make your acquaintance. Beautiful name. Thank you. Uh, My parents gave it to me. Yes. Very powerful name. I like to think so. Uh, You made the candles for my good friend here, Miss Gwendolyn? Indeed, I sell candles. uh, Participate in the show as well, if you're here to see that and not just play some games. I'll look at uh, Gwendolyn and Charlotte. Uh, Do either of you have any interest in playing games? There are many. My friend Dandelion here has already successfully won at several of them. I didn't seem very happy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We were going to try Guess the Mimic, uh, but it's closed now. Yes, uh, forgive (laughs) us. We did uh, win, and uh, Ah, they seemed a little perturbed. Tarek just looks over. Y'all won that game? Twice. Well, shit, they must have messed it up pretty bad then. Yes. Really should have thought through their rules better. Uh, yeah, they're a little bit, uh, you just kind of like, they're a little, uh, loose in the old noggin. They don't have quite the life experience that some older folks have. Yes, the wisdom. Not like yes. Cucumber. Uh, I have no idea how old Cucumber is. He could be eternal for all I know. It's entirely possible. He seemed very wise. It's possible, uh. He knew what he wanted. He does, he does Cash. what he wants. <laughs> he joined the circus a few years ago, uh, traveling with us for about five years. Isn't that right, Mr. Pigeon? I'm not, as I like count to five on my hand. <laughs> and uh, what do you do in the performance? A uh, fire breather. Sounds wonderful. I like to think so. It's pretty nice. 
Yes. Uh, well, thank you for your assistance with the Lady Plumfair. Of course. Very considerate of you. Happy to help. Uh, I enjoy those that like my <coughs> candles. I learned a lot about them from the dwarves where I lived. Where was that? West side of the continent in the kingdom of Baldir. Way out there. I grew up there. Family were traveling performers till they were tired. It can't really be a fire-breathing performer in the kingdom of Dragonborn. It's not exciting, so they went elsewhere. Dwarves are fairly fascinated by the flames and the colors. Interesting. They like to get smashed and look at the pretty things, so pretty easy to entertain them. Sounds about right. Hmm. Yeah. But now here I am selling my candles and performing, and I get to travel and see the world. Well, I'm sure Dandelion and I will uh, enjoy your show greatly. Mm. Look forward to keeping our eyes out for you specifically, sir. I appreciate that. I hope you all enjoy it as well. If you need anything else, uh, I wouldn't ask me. I don't uh, do much other than the candles in the show, but uh, I see you've become friends with Mr. Pigeon, so if you need assistance, big talker, that one. Yes, he is. Never uh, shuts up. Yeah, it's, it's I was hard to sleep sometimes. Wondering, uh, do candle makers have a special handshake that they are going to wake out of. <laughs> My friend here is uh, very new. <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to teach her the appropriate introductions to different individuals. As a wise man, I'm sure he would be of course, well informed. Uh, give me a moment. He grabs a hunk of wax and sets it on the counter and begins forming it into a, uh, like a hand. Mm -hmm. And he holds it up in the air and just... So let's add a puff of flame uh, as the wax kind of hardens. Uh, you see this blue flame erupt from his mouth uh, and harden this wax instantly, and he hands it out. You shake the wax hand. It's uh, safe and sanitary. What? Social distancing and all that. What? <laughs> Thank you very much. You're very welcome, and he then releases a, uh, a red flame from his mouth that melts the wax and he squishes it back into a ball and sets it back on the counter. It's a beautiful trick, sir. Thank you. Very endearing. Uh, I'm going to look at Gwendolyn and Charlotte. Uh, would you care to join us for some apple bobbing? Sure. We're going to go uh, play some more games. <laughs> Be proud to escort you. <laughs> of course. How is the wine, my oh, lady? It's, it's wonderful. Thank you all very much for bringing me this. It's been quite a long day. <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> she it's going to get a lot longer. <laughs> is she like a t-shirt that says, like... <laughs> One of those... Um, mm. <laughs> you know, those, like... It looks like a travel mug, but it's clearly for alcohol. It's a go-cup. Yeah, and you just see uh, Tarek pick up like a wax cup and just take a swig out of something mm. and set it down. Wax. Uh, you see, he's, he sees you like looking at the wax cup. Holds alcohol pretty well. It's frozen, so 
Was the hand wrong with cold it? when he... It was pretty cold, yeah. Hmm. And he shoots a deep flame into the air as the alcohol ignites and kind of, mm -hmm. like, lights up the night sky and everybody just turns and just begins clapping. Mm-hmm. Do I see, uh, how far are we from Joseph's stall? Uh, Joseph is, like, around the, the edge of this area. Mm-hmm. So you're probably about, like, 20, 25 feet from him. Gonna lean over in the direction of Joseph. Is he busy? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people around him that he's just kind of serving out to them and handing it and taking money. Dandelion? Yes. That wonderful magical hand that you have? Yes. How far does that go? My lady Gwendolyn, is your cup getting low? <laughs> I could do with some more. Sure. <laughs> Dandelion? 30 feet. Uh huh. <laughs> Do you mind refilling Gwendolyn's cup? I only have one hand. I'll just go do it. Thank you, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph walks up to you. Yeah, go ahead, take some more. And you see him. Uh, one for you. Mm -hmm. Hands out another cup, and he's he's very busy. There's yeah. a, you know, pretty much most of the people in the town are here, and some people that have passed through for the day. Mm -hmm. I'll bring it back. Well. Thank you very much. Puts a straw in it now. Don't you have a bigger cup? <laughs> no, she uh, she you know she continues to sip it and mm -hmm. uh, apple bobbing. You said then? Yes, uh, I figured that would be an enjoyable task for all of us and, too. And Tarek just laughs as you mention apple bobbing. Oh, they're gonna be pissed. Why? We've already pissed them off once. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm Perfect. sure we'll. We'll do great. Mm. I have to learn the rules. Mm -hmm. Our rules. Yeah. <laughs> well, you all have a wonderful day. Enjoy the show. We'll see you later, Tack. Have a good one. Going over to Applebob and Town. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you guys walk Making over. Making sure that Gwendolyn and Charlotte are with us, though. Yeah, they're following along. You can see this large, like, wooden pool, uh, and you see uh, Dax and Dex sitting on it, and you two walk over, their faces, like, drop for a second, and then they smile again. Uh, Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, how are you? The rules for this one? Uh, there are none. You stick your head under the water and attempt to grab an apple. And if you win, you you keep the apple. Get an example? Sure. And and Dax climbs up this little ladder thing and puts his hands behind his back and dunks his face into it and comes up with a, a green apple between his teeth. Like this. With your hands behind your back like that? Yes, you can't use your hands. No so there are hands. rules? I suppose so. <laughs> Uh, yes, you're, you're not just no magical hands. No magical hands. No, uh, no magic of any kind, or, or spirits, or whatever um, <laughs> skills other than putting your face, humanoid face, into the water and trying to grab an apple out of it with your teeth. Fair enough. That sound like rules. Yeah. We didn't have rules. Most people just. Um, Grab them with their teeth, don't they, uh, don't they, Dex? And she looks at him and, yes, they mostly do. That doesn't seem like a very easy way to get an apple. Give it a shot, Dandelion. I'm sure you can do it. Go ahead. Dandelion. Does their, their eyes just kind of, like, twitch a little bit? <laughs> oh, God. Believe. Oh, no. Try that with singing. Mm. <laughs> what skill is this? Uh, dexterity. Seven. <laughs> yeah, you reach your, your face in and you begin trying to root around into the water uh, and you come up, you get your teeth on something and you come up with it. Pinecone. 
but good try. I'm gonna eat the pine cone. <laughs> 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 monster. You just crunch into the pine cone, and they just their faces just <laughs> just slack jawed. This is what I wanted to do. <laughs> is, is that what you were? You won, I suppose. Uh, enjoy the pine cone. Uh, anyone else attempt to would like to get an, an apple and not uh, foliage? Sure, I'll try. Sure. Is there anything else in there that I should be worried about? <laughs> Probably not. Knives. You watch as, uh, as Dax walks up to the edge of the thing and, and, and Dax gets behind him and grabs his legs and throws him into the pool and he splashes into it. Uh, we'll have to look out for him. And he just he gets up and just spits the water out. And yes, of course. And he hauls himself over and grabs her and pulls her back into the pool. And they're just now fighting in this pool. Okay. Uh, as they're fighting, I guess I'll just grab an apple. Sure. Not with my mouth, with my hands. And it, it just congratulations! It just gets her in headlock and drags her into the water again. Just start eating an apple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll pull out uh, three apples. Sure. Give one to Dandelion. Would you like an apple as well? Yeah. Why did you just grab it with your hands? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> we'll give one to Gwendolyn and Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte's like, I'd like to try, actually. Of course, after you. She walks over and kind of steps up to the edge of the uh, the platform, and she reaches her <laughs> face in and just comes out with a r- shiny red apple. It's lovely. Takes a bite out of it and just kind of shines the end of it and continues to eat it. The twins still fighting in there? Oh yeah, yeah, they're, they're big time wrestling in, the, in this pool. Mm-hmm. Did it get, has it gone from like playful to malicious at this point? Yeah, they're like they're like borderline around each other at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like they got each other in headlocks. They're really struggling under the water there. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're laughing, but like it's it's borderline violence. Mm-hmm. So they should go to the sparring ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, well, that was uh, very fun. Mm-hmm. Are they okay? Yes. Mr. Pigeon, you would be aware that they do this fairly mm-hmm. frequently. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say This is par for the course for, mm-hmm. for the two of them. They, I like uh, them. Yeah, so do I. Uh, they seem nice. Perhaps we should go dunk the jester, assuming that is not you, And they look Mr. up Pigeon. and they're like, oh, for fuck's sake. You want to do that now? Yes. Oh, fuck. And they both hop out of the pool, and Dax walks up and sits on the chair and points to the target below him. Well, go ahead, then. And Dax just smacks rooms? it, and he falls <laughs> down into the pool. And he climbs back up. Moment. Pushes the thing back up and climbs back up and sits on it again. Would you like to do a dandelion? Are there any rules on this one? Uh, yes, there's those... Uh, there's small balls there. You throw them at the target from behind the line without using magic, just your arms. It's a very thorough rules. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is, yes. Um, very well thought out. Yes, of course. Uh, we, we try our best, and she smacks the thing again as he falls back <laughs> into the pool. And he just spits water out again and just kind of like really just has in his ears now, and he's just mm-hmm. wringing his hair out. And he climbs back up on top of the thing. Go ahead. Dexterity check for whoever wants to do that. I guess I'll try it. I think it should be you, Dandelion. Mm-hmm. 
Nineteen. Yeah, you smack uh, one of these balls right down the center into this thing, and he goes crashing into the pool, and Dex just kind of laughs. <laughs> Do you ever? Yes, I'm next. It's only fair, and he gets out and points to the chair. You now. Mm-hmm. She climbs up, and he's waiting there, and he slaps it, and she falls down into the thing, climbs back out, and she just kind of, like, she tries to grab him and pull him into the pool as he's kind of sitting on the edge of it, mm-hmm. and he shoves her off and jumps down to the ground and fixes the chair, and she gets up now. Would you like to go again, Dandelion? You can You can try. Uh, Charlotte, would you like to? Oh, oh of, uh, of course, yes. And she picks up one of these balls and kind of, like, closes one eye and lines it up and hurls it down, and it goes way off to the side and kind of strikes the edge of the pool and bounces away, and uh, Dax runs over and picks it up and takes it back to her. Go ahead, try again. Very good. She, same as you, right off the center, Mm -hmm. and and, uh, Dax goes falling into the pool as she climbs back up and kind of Mm -hmm. brushes her brown hair out of her eyes. Just Both of them just severely soaked at this point. Very impressive. Thank you. I uh, got got it in two. Yes. Not so bad. No, that was very impressive. Uh, Gwendolyn, would you like to take a turn? Sure. Good. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, no. Uh-huh. We're taking somebody axe throw. <laughs> she oh, she oh gets uh, not she quite close to the center and, and uh-huh. this time Dax falls or Dex falls in again. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, they keep switching back and forth. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like wringing their clothing out every time they do this. Mm-hmm. Does she look pleased that she yeah. got it? It's quite a fun time. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Having a good day. Yes. I need this. <laughs> quite a wonderful evening. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, God. <laughs> well, all that's left is the prayer game, palm reading, and sparring ring. Anyone have a preference? What is a prayer game? I don't know. You said palm reading was the one that was closed? Yeah. That was dark? Mm-hmm. Is it still dark? Uh, it's now begun to get pretty close to dark, uh, and you can see that the palm reading is open. Okay. Uh, well, I think that the prayer game and palm reading are probably more interesting than the sparring ring. Especially as things that I don't know if you've ever done before, Dandelion. I've never done any of it. Very good. I don't think I've sparred. I've never sparred, right? Would no. you like to go spar real quick? And then we can go do the other things? I might be able to do that. We'll go for a quick spar and... And onward to prayer game and palm reading. Sure. Uh, so you walk over to this large sandy pit with uh, pillars and rope tied around the edges of it. And you see uh, a about 40s uh, human man with tanned skin. Uh, he's got slick back hair tied into a ponytail uh, with a silver band. Um, Fairly slender but muscular frame. Uh, He's got a few scars on his arms and hands uh, and walks with a slight limp. Uh, Welcome to the sparring ring. Uh, Can I interest you in uh, sparring? One of you fight the other? Certainly. Are there any rules? Well, we've got wooden swords here. Uh, No magic, just the swords. First to three hits. Sure. Dandelion, would you like to spar with me? Yes. Very good. He unclips the the little fence thing and kind of beckons you in. Let her go in mm-hmm. first. Sure. You walk in and he hands you a wooden sword. Uh, sword. Mm-hmm. There you go. Oh, thank and you. you, sir. 
Close the thing and steps outside. Mm-hmm. Stand on other sides of the ring, and uh, when you want to begin, begin. How long is the ring? Uh, it's about twenty feet. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well. Uh, I'll do like a flourish with the. Like tap my shoulder. They don't seem too dense. Shouldn't hurt. No need to hold back, Dandelion. I'm uh, trying to bop you on the head. <laughs> yep, go ahead and make an attack roll. You're both making attack rolls on the other. Attack roll? Yep. What? What? Are, just uh, just a regular attack roll. With any kind of mod? Yeah. Very good. Whatever your modifier would be normally. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't... If it's a sword, it's a finesse weapon. If it's mm-hmm. a short sword, so you can use your dex. Are you proficient with? Uh, I mean, I got a nat twenty. Very good. <laughs> so yeah, you. Uh, what Brain did you get? The shin. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> what did you roll? I'm a twenty-two. Okay, yeah. So you both hit each other, but she really like <laughs> whales you in the leg a little bit. It's a very good hit, Andy Lion. Uh, one hit from both sides. Try good again. Job. Yes, you're doing very well. Uh, again, softly mm-hmm. booper on the head. Sure. I didn't do as well that time. So it'd be Dex. Dirty 20. <laughs> I do not have proficiency in the finesse weapon, so that's just going to be a 10. Uh, simple. Simple? Oh, yeah, I do have it's, a, it's a simple weapon. Okay, so yeah, so I, uh, that's going to be 12. I don't think that'll hit your AC. So <laughs> you, you go wide and miss, and he just taps you on the head with the sword. Boop, boop. Very the big try. one up one. Very good try, Dandelion. One more round. I'm gonna swing wide. You can roll a hip. Eighteen. Yeah, so he Marcus swings oh. down and misses your head as you duck a little bit and, and uh it's you know fairly high above your head and you smack him in the leg. It's very close. Almost got you. Are you holding back? No. Oh. Why would you think I was holding back? I tried to hit you in the head just like last time. Insight, you say? Yeah. Five. So, okay. 17. <laughs> Why would I lie? I'm doing very well. <laughs> never lied to you before at all. Oh, 23 on the <laughs> 14. 14 hits? Because I'm in half, half armor. Yeah, so you both smack each other. Uh, well, you've tied. So, congratulations, you both win. See? And he just very takes that match. He has another sword and is like clapping it against his hand. Very intriguing. Thank you very much. Thank you. Of course, uh, Augustus. Nice to meet you, sir. Shake I'll shake his hand. his hand with the sword. Oh, thank you. Don't do that with a regular sword. Yes. I don't have a regular sword. Great. I have this, and I pull out my, my sling. I wouldn't do it with that either. Only the, these wooden... Okay. Uh, only the wooden ones. Mm-hmm. Thank you, though, sir. Of course. Uh, it's a very enjoyable time. Give him the sword back and step outside. Of course, sir. Uh, you about ready, Mr. Pigeon? Coming up soon, right? Look at my non-existent watch. And... <laughs> <laughs> Got a bit of time. Feel prepared? Did you want to spar? In the shrug. See the shrug and nod. Twins are in their normal form tonight. Yeah, no vigorous nod. <laughs> what do you think, Twig? Um, 
Um, nothing to add on the twin. Nothing, nothing really. Same as usual. Fair enough. Uh, well, anybody, you all have a uh, wonderful evening if no one else would like to try sparring. Twig? Would you care for a round? Alright, step on in and he hands the two swords to you. Go ahead and make your attacks. Mm. 14. That one. (laughs) 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 What's your AC twig? Uh, 15. Yeah, so you both miss, but your sword, you like stumble forward and it just cracks in half and Augustus (laughs) just is like... Mm -hmm. Another attack. (laughs) (laughs) a moment, please, and walks over and picks out another one from a bucket and hands it to you. Uh, we'll have to talk about this later, and he picks it up and <laughs> walks it over. 21. Yep, go ahead, roll your second one, Twig. 18. Yeah, you both hit each other. Good hits! 15. Uh, 13. Okay, so Mar- uh, Shay hits you, and you swing wide a little bit. Nine. Twelve. Both swing wide. Seven. Fifteen. Got me. So you hit two and two. Two and two. <laughs> the suspense is killing me. So he's gripping the edge of the rope. with Danny line. It's a nine. Thirteen. No. You both swing wide again. <laughs> Just gonna go look Five. Nine. No. <laughs> nine. Is, We're so good. So Twenty-two. There we go. Four. <laughs> yeah, and you, you both start swinging each other wildly, and Shay just gets a quick hit on uh, on your side. Winner! I sit down and pant. <laughs> Good God. Mr. Pigeon, you and the young master, perhaps? Shake the I'm gonna toss my sword to Mr. Pigeon. Sure, I'll try to catch it. Yeah, yeah you, you just you grab it as your sleeves kind of billow in the wind a little bit. <laughs> I'm gonna roll out underneath. The- <laughs> 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 I'm just like way on the ground. Pat, pat Shay on the shoulder. You did it. Augustus just looks over. Uh, good try, Twig. You did your best. I'll sadly walk away. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna watch Mr. Pigeon fight this uh, strange man. Not young master. <laughs> oh, the young master then. <laughs> Just out of breath. <laughs> young master. <laughs> young master. <laughs> Call him by his title. <laughs> Put some respect on his name. <laughs> uh, Mr. Pigeon versus the young master then. <laughs> Alright. I, uh, I'm gonna activate Blade Song. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, assuming I noticed that. Uh, you for sure would. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, <we're... laughs> would he? I think so. What does it look like? To my knowledge, I don't actually do anything. Uh, There's no components or anything? Not that I know of. Does the blade look any different? I actually don't know. I thought nothing. It's kind of just like a... Just a heightened state of focus. Yeah, I don't know. kind but of just like pulling magical energy in to myself type thing. I don't know, though, if there's any verbal or somatic. Because it's not a cast that I know of. 
How's it read? Uh, yeah, it doesn't say that there's a cast of any kind. How does it read? Um, let me pull up the actual. I'm just curious at this point. I mean, I have it up here, but I don't know if he's pulling up. Starting at second one. level, you can invoke a secret elven magic called the Blade Song, provided that you aren't wearing medium or heavy armor or using a shield. It grants you with supernatural speed, agility, and focus. You can use a bonus action to start the Blade Song, which lasts for a minute. It ends early if you're incapacitated, if you don medium armor or shield, or if you use two hands to make an attack with a weapon. You can also dismiss the Blade Song at any time you choose no action required. Yeah. And it just gives you what the blessing is. It doesn't say that there's any component or anything. It's just a heightened state of focus, essentially. Do you have to sing? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. But how far away are you? How uh, far away I guess you? at the outside of the arena. Yeah, as we walk in, I'll make two of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so two Mr. Pigeons walk in, each holding a sword. Is, one, is, is one of them glowing, or is it... No, they're perfect. Oh, yeah, they're perfect oh, you're, oh so you're making two more of yourself. <laughs> no, they're just one additional. Oh, me one and additional. A okay. Perfect copy of me. <laughs> Marcus is one of them a mimic. Probably. I would not touch either. I'm just gonna look at the, <laughs> the judge. You said no magic. I don't know what that is. That's uh. I don't want to know. Uh, good luck. <laughs> I'm not in this. <laughs> I'm out. He just dips. <laughs> he just leaves. Yeah. Right, he leaves. You pull out real swords. <laughs> I pull out my sickles. I was gonna say, and I'll be like looking at the long sword, like it's it's not a it's not a sickle. Yeah. <laughs> Poking like where the why is it bending? <laughs> I'll say that in the thing there are wooden sickles. Oh, sure, I'll grab Fuck a wooden yeah. sickle. What? <laughs> no! Just gouge your eyes out, dude! Like fucking fish hooks! <laughs> Do you want a different wooden weapon? No! Okay. <laughs> Stick with the short sword! Goddamn! <laughs> Mr. Pigeon just walks out, just whoop, 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 just starts spinning these wooden sickles. I so wish I took hands. Mage on right now. I would just. <laughs> aiming for blood, are you? I mean... I don't know! <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Pigeon might be. According to everybody else, I didn't do anything. He just made a second... Uh, I'm gonna no. swing at him. Yeah, go ahead and make your dex. said it's dex. No, oh, no, that's in that one. <laughs> uh, so is it? Is there a modifier on the weapon as well, or no? It's just dex It would plus. just be whatever the, the modifier would be for rolling... With your short sword normally. It is a simple weapon, so if you're yeah, proficient with simple yeah, I was say, would I use short the sword specifically, you get your proficiency like, bonus. If for not, sure. you dance yeah, for it, so you use it as an effect. So I'm specifically well, the short swords then, so... You are? Yeah. Cool. So then yeah, dex and proficiency. 16. Uh, that misses. I'm over at 19. 19 plus... Oh my god. Yes, but which Five. one do you hit? So 24. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, how does this work? How does that work again? How do we rule that? There's just two of me. It's... If we ruled it as, um, that we were running... Let me flip back through my... Yeah, uh, it doesn't give you an official way to resolve it. We just kind of figured it would be, like, are they hitting the right target? I don't know how you want to determine if he's hitting the right target. Yeah, that's why I thought you cast mirror image. Mm-mm, yeah, no, it's not actual mirror. It doesn't have the effect of mirror image. No, it's, it's just, just a perfect straight up copy a genuine of illusory next to copy. Me. Uh, oh, mean, so if it's illusory, then I can... T- you have to act that you yeah, have to you'd, you'd know after you investigate hit and check. didn't hit. Okay. Yeah, right. so for now, roll a d20. If it's above 10, you hit the duplicate. If it's below 10, you hit Mr. Pigeon. 17. Okay, so you hit the duplicate. Your your weapon goes right through the duplicate, and we'll say for now, like, that's ignored now, because you know that that's mm-hmm. there. No yeah. points. No <laughs> points. He's, he's just sitting back like... <laughs> 
I wasn't involved. That's terrible. <laughs> it <laughs> sure is. Eighteen. I got an eight. I got a one and a two. Eighteen. Eight. Uh, yeah, it'll hit. Yeah, you slap him with the wooden sword on the arm. All right, try again. Uh, that's better. That's a oh. twenty-five. Eight. Yeah, that hits. Yeah. So <laughs> one to one. He yells from like twenty feet away. <laughs> Why is he so far back? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he saw the sickles come out. Twenty-three. He's not that hits. I rolled ten. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you got slapped like in the arm, like a slap bracelet, but just with a sickle. Ouch. Ow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the last one. Uh, Twenty-five. Yeah, that hits. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I rolled thirteen. Just three sickles. Three quick sickles to the arms. Three to one. Ow. <laughs> Winner. <laughs> I'll bow. Oh, oh, yeah, I'll pigeon bow and, and wink. <laughs> oh, oh. And what? I've showed you my sickles. Give a wink. A wink? <laughs> wink. As we bow. <laughs> Good duel. And he walks back over. So how'd it go? I wasn't here. It's a very close fight. Very intense. Wonderful. Wink to the pigeons. Yes. Of course, uh, Mr. Pigeon's fairly good at this. Yes. Seems quite built for uh, sparring matches. Indeed. Very good. Seems that way. Uh, anyway, you all have a wonderful evening. Uh, the show will be beginning uh, shortly. Very good. Thank you. Thank of course. You. Uh, would anyone else like to accompany us to this prayer game? I think we oh, could do that uh, first. It's right over here. I actually run that as well. Very good. He steps to the side. And, Let's uh, go to the prayer game. Sure. And he walks over <laughs> to a... Uh, we sure that Gwendolyn and Charlotte don't want to spot. <laughs> would you like to beat the I'll shit out someone. of your daughter? <laughs> Who are we fighting? And I'll point to the old man. <laughs> <laughs> the ticket man? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's who it is. Yeah, the fucking ticket dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah, god. That's who's, Roger who's who's looking Roger? Is Roger? <laughs> okay. He shuts the gate for a second and Where? walks over. She just punches him. She just kills him. Doesn't even wait for the battle to rip. <laughs> I'm so tired every day. (laughs) I craft things in a small town. My husband's dead. That's why I try to do this, dude. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, Yeah, so they both. She said her life fucking sucked in this city. She comes out here, her husband dies. Uh, Yeah, so Gwendolyn and Roderick, the ticket man, step into the ring. Uh, yeah, Gwendolyn smacks him in the arm, uh, and he just kind of shuffles back a little bit. Uh, oh, shit. Excuse me. He got that drunk strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, she smacks him in the arm again, and he misses. Uh-huh. Very powerful. There it is. Is she okay? Yes, of course. Uh, he smacks her in the arm, and she misses wide and kind of stumbles a little bit. Uh, well, okay, she nat 20s, and he nat 1s, so she just, she smashes <laughs> him, him the she catches him in the jaw, and he just <laughs> flips backwards and falls down into the sand, she's, oh my! She just, she drops the sword and, like, helps him up. I'm so, so sorry, and he's, it's all right, ma'am. It's all part of the fun. <laughs> just, he shakes his head and just, uh... I'll have a wonderful day. I've got to go collect. Check his uh, eyes and make sure he doesn't have a concussion. Yeah, right. have got to go collect. How many fingers? Seven. You should sit go down ch- check and out not sleep. Jo- Joseph stand. That might help. Uh, yeah, an ale would be uh, great. Number five. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Several. Will uh, help with the pain. I'll, I'll pass him two silver. Uh, it's on me. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Pigeon Toy. Would you like anything while I'm over there? All right. 
Have a wonderful evening, shake, then. Yeah, shake my head no and give him a little bow as he leaves. All right. And he walks over and grabs yeah. an ale and walks back to start taking tickets. Uh, tickets! Tickets! <laughs> and he opens the gate again. <laughs> and when Gwendolyn comes out, we're just going to clap. It's very impressive. Uh, thank you. I'm terribly sorry. You're I did not mean strong. to yes. hit that man in the face. Uh, I'm, I'm so sorry to the two of you. Um, uh, it's all part of the fun. The, the, exactly. I'm, I'm yeah. Shake my head yes and point at him. <laughs> give a little clap again. I, I, I would never uh, fight. A, uh, I would never hurt a, a, a clown ever. I'm so sorry uh, for what I've done. <laughs> He's very hard to That's be terrified of. Feel like this lady hunts clowns. <laughs> yeah, like, uh-huh. yeah, dude, like what the fuck? Yeah. Is she gonna follow us to the next town and murder Super you? Super specific. <laughs> I've never heard a clown. <laughs> she's just she's, she's really like, honest when she's she drunk. She's really that's scared. All. Like, yeah. This is a weird clown. Yep. <laughs> she's just like, I don't want to get killed in my sleep. <laughs> I just beat the ticket man to death. <laughs> I don't know if I'm insulted here. Like, I don't know what you just your best friend. You were like dancing around the ticket booth at this point. She's I don't like, know oh. clown customs. <laughs> I don't know. It's we a violation like, of clown. Clown rules. Clown law. Enforces justice. The hammer. Yeah, the I'm ju- sorry, Gwendolyn. The justice has a horn instead of a hammer. It has to be this way. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, over to the prayer game. I'm gonna uh, <laughs> grab Charlotte's arm oh, uh, and bring her over to the to the prayer game. Sure. Uh, uh, yeah, so you see Augustus walk over to this crate. Uh, which god are you looking for? Pardon me? Uh, which god are you praying to? And he holds up a bunch of light. I thought you said guard. No, no that's, oh, that's what I thought. I 100% okay. it's like guard? I might have said guard. What? Uh, <laughs> I thought I said Are you looking for the guards? <laughs> like, uh, and he uh-oh. just holds up these like wooden placards with symbols of, of gods painted on them. Uh, do I see my three? Yeah. Cool. I'll point all three of them. Uh, sure. And he walks out and he just jams them into the ground uh, and pulls this little like curtain around a. Uh, Go ahead, step inside. Oh, oh, he ignites one of the torches around the outside for privacy. Less of a game and more of a prayer station. Oh. We advertise it as a game, try to get some of the more religious folks there a little bit terrified of carnivals, to be honest. We figured this might be a good way to get them inside and trick them into spending their money. That's or, terrible. Or, or just Why enjoying the show. That? Well, That's uh, horrible. Trick people into spending their money? It's not a trick, it's entertainment. They're enjoying... They're fun, but sometimes people need a little bit of encouragement, you understand? I understand encouragement. Yes, it's... it's, it's, it's sorry, I didn't phrase that correctly. It's not a, it's all right. a trick. It is a legitimate prayer station. It's, yes, it's, I can see that. Yes. I just... As a man, that <laughs> is built upon my faith. Of course. It's I a, don't take kindly to trickery. An, an, an advertisement to the folks that would not normally be uh, participating in this type of behavior. Understood. Well, thank Most, you. Mostly terrified of clowns. Yes. He's a good man. Uh, well, yes, of course. I, I know him uh, quite well. He's, he's wonderful. Uh, why are you shaking your head, uh, young, young master, was um, it? Uh, uh, what? <laughs> he, that's what he said your your name was? I'm, I'm sorry if I've offended. Oh, uh, it's Ren. Oh, uh, young master. Young he prefers master young master. Uh, uh, his hand. Uh, Augustus uh, Giles. Yep. Uh, step into the prayer curtain room. Have a good time. Booth. Close the curtain. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, go ahead and make a religion check. Clam. You make three religion checks. Nine. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you make three because you're doing three gods. 
12. Mm-hmm. Slowly count our way up. 19. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so you, um, you see two of these. Uh, pick two of the three. Torment here. Yeah, so you see the two of them uh, ignite um, with a, a bright white light, and you see their holy symbols appear above them, and mm-hmm. a, uh, a, a light comes down from the top of this curtain and strikes you, and you feel the, this holy warmth mm-hmm. uh, extend over your body, and you have five temporary hit points for 24 hours. Lovely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a you get a, a very like warm, receptive, happy feeling from the mm-hmm. gods. Very good. I'm gonna pull out my hammer and pull out my silver gauntlet. Sure. And just pull them all out and just kind of lay them all down on the ground in front of me and place the silver gauntlet on the handle. Sure. Yeah, and you watch as this holy light just kind of ignites them and shines, uh, almost like as if you were putting a light through a, uh, like a crystal or mm-hmm. a prism, where the light is just kind of spread around this uh, the inside of this curtain and just kind of slowly spins. Mm-hmm. as it reflects off of the gauntlet. Very good. Yeah. Uh, I will, while on my knees, kind of go chest down to the ground and hold my hands over these two things. Sure. And just say, I am trying, Father. Soon. It will be better. I'll pull them back up. Yeah, and as, as you say those words, you feel a warmth, mm-hmm. uh, almost like a like an ocean wave kind of wash over you, a, a breeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clasp them all back onto my back and pick up the silver gauntlet and put it back quietly into my bag and step out. Sure. Uh, hope you had a good time. Yes. Thank Wonderful. You. Happy to help. Uh, anyone else? Gods? Gods for sale. <laughs> Gods here! Gods for sale! Do I Get know? Gods. Do I know any of them on the plaques? Or uh, it's it's pretty much like all of them. It's just a list of whatever gods they could find. They just painted the symbols onto these wooden signs. Mm-hmm. So no. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know which ones you would know. I'll say that you recognize one of them. I'll have to think about which god specifically that okay. would be for you. But I'll say that they, you do recognize a god uh, if you would like to attempt to uh, roll a. No, really just wanted to know if okay. I recognized any. Yeah, I'll get back to you on which one that would be. I don't understand this game. Uh, I, as a man with faith, uh, less a game, more an opportunity for a moment of clarity and respite. If you would like to have the same, perhaps to if you recognize any of these from Individuals who you grew up with. I would only recognize the one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Um... Tanya. Not God. Correct, Archer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know um... that. <clears throat> it doesn't really matter. It, it's... Would you also be Shantia? Because, like, nature? Yeah. Yeah, that was the That's one. That's right. Okay. Yeah, Shantia, then. Okay. Uh, would you like to try, my dear? I don't understand the rules. I could show you, if you would like. Uh, we'll take you inside and then leave you to your things. I'll point at the only one that I... Yeah, it's, it's a sprig of wheat, mm-hmm. and I'll 
tap it on my shoulder. Oh, yes. You yeah. Yes. Uh, she will hear you out, I am certain. Of course, uh, step inside and he goes mm-hmm. and collects the other three and mm-hmm. just sets Shanti down, the one down for Shanti. and yeah. walks those out. Uh, have a good time. Yeah. Pulls the curtain down. Uh, typically for me, I place belongings that have been gifted to me, bestowed upon me by the individuals that my faith is bound to. And I'll pull out my maul and my silver gauntlet. Uh, these are my inheritance. I do not know whether or not he gave you anything. I only have this. I take off my necklace, a little, uh, like, opalite gem. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll put it on the ground. Yeah, I'll clasp my maul back over my shoulder and put my silver gauntlet away. Mm-hmm. And then I take a moment to simply think and see where my thoughts direct me and if I have any purpose or pursuit of clarity that is when I ask for guidance or give thanks but it is your decision and we'll be right outside we'll step out of the curtain close the curtain just sit cross legs on the ground Mm -hmm. stare at it sure go ahead and make a religion check Mm-hmm. It's flat. Yeah. You're fine. Probably. Oh, it's fighting. Yeah, so you sit and kind of stare at this thing, and it begins to sputter mm-hmm. with a, a warm, like, greenish light mm-hmm. around the symbol. That is also my, um... Essing focus? Is that yeah. what you mean? Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, yeah, so it just begins to ignite with a with a bright greenish light as above this wooden placard you see uh, a um, a pile of grain and a rose slowly blooming to life over top of it in the air as these vines start these like ethereal vines begin climbing the curtains and a bright white light casts down and shines over you and you feel its warmth wash over you and you also have five temperate fairy hit points for twenty four hours. You feel a, a calm and a comfort. And I guess it probably vines... reminds me of home. Yeah, it reminds mm-hmm. you of, of the of your home. Um, and these vines begin slowly crawling back down into the symbol, and it poofs out. Grab my holy symbol, or my not holy symbol, my yeah. necklace. Put it on. Um, what is it that these symbols are on? What are the, what they're of? like little wooden what are they placards? All? Oh yeah, little wooden placards. It's just mm-hmm. like a, a like a essentially some two by fours and then like a post that they're just jamming into the ground. Sure, I'm gonna grab the one for tear. Sure, and uh, I can take care of it myself. I'll sure, go in. absolutely. And I'm going to not put it in the ground. And okay. I'm instead going to uh, like pull out a dagger and draw a circle on the ground. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna prick one of my fingers and put some of my blood in the middle. Sure. I'm going to pull out some herbs and put that in the middle. And I'm just going to kneel in front of that. Sure. How did it go, Dandelion? Uh, what are you carving into the... Um, it was like home. Into the ground. Just a circle and then the herbs and things? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I can tell you what I'm intending to do. Sure. It is good to have that comfort. Mm -hmm. I said it assists me with uh, keeping clear thoughts and remaining resolute in my tasks. Sometimes uh, life is difficult. And when I want to give up, this is what I do to remind myself that the purpose is good. Mm -hmm. I have to find the mirror. Yes, you do. And I will and accompany I you, and I will bid you farewell. Yes. Yes. But it will be good for you to be home. So as you talk outside, uh, Shay, you carve <clears throat> this circle into the dirt below, and you put a little bit of your blood and some herbs in the center of this thing, and you sit uh, inside or outside the circle? Uh, outside. Outside the circle. Uh, and you begin to pray. Go ahead and roll a religion check. It's 11. Sure. Uh, yeah, so you um, you sit for a moment, and you watch as the, uh, these small white lights begin lining this circle on the ground as the herbs kind of mix with your blood in the center. Uh, and begins sinking down into the ground below. And eventually this whole circle traces with white light, um, and the center of this ignites with a white light and slowly fades down to the multicolored disc that you remember in the center of this circle. Uh, and you look and it just reflects these colors onto your face, and you feel that warmth coming down from above you, and you feel at peace. And you too have five temporary hit points for 24 hours. You feel very calm and centered. Right on. Pick up the sign and walk back out. Cool. Oh uh, yeah, well we're out here. Uh, uh, Rin, do you have faith? Where are you from? Yes. Of of this kind. Similar. And, uh, Mr. Pigeon and Twig, do either of you? Um, before Mr. Pigeon can even say anything, I'll say, oh, no, we don't. Mr. Pigeon has no god, so neither <laughs> <laughs> You said you have the tattoos, right? Yes. Do you have, like, one for each? I have Tear, uh, and then Torm and Shantia are together on the other, on my one arm. Okay. Because um, Tyr is the, the hammer, the war hammer, mm. and the balance scales. I didn't know if you had more. I guess... I just have those three. Those are specific to, to me. Comes back, I'll see if there's a sign for mine. A symbol? Or, yeah, I'll see yeah. if there's one, if it's on the sure. placard. It probably is. It, I assume so, yeah. too. Does Selene have a... Yeah, so I'll point at... the moon. Yeah, okay. I'll point at the, the moon symbol for, for Selene and mm -hmm. nod. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of gods. There are many here. The world is a very large place. Uh, recognize. Salune symbol. Yes. Mm -hmm. Cool. And do you wanna twig, pray? you do not. No. 
If you I'll, want I'll to, you can. It. No, I'll just wave at him and hmm? gesture to like the moon and mm-hmm. make it like a later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Before bed. <laughs> Privately, then, for the two of you, of course, understandable. No worries, no worries. Uh, anyway, if uh, there's nothing else I can help you with, uh, I've got to go clean up uh, some things. No, if you could just uh, direct us to the palm reading tent. Sure. Just right over there on the outskirts. Thank it you. points towards the back half uh, against the lake. Mm-hmm. There's this large black tent mm-hmm. with two torches sitting out front. Oh, yeah. Lovely. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a lovely evening. Of course. Enjoy your evening, friends. Mm-hmm. Thank you, you too. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we're en route, I would like to see if I see Val. Uh, yeah, also you see him walking around nursing an ale. Uh, I would approach him. Uh, hello, my friend. Uh, evening, friends. How are you all? Having a good time with some of the games. Dandelion's done an impressive job as, as Miss Gwendolyn. That's lovely. I've uh, walked around, chatted with some folks, got some ale from Joseph. Very good. I hope that you're having a wonderful evening. Oh, it's wonderful. Yes, indeed. Would you like to come with us? We're going to have this palm reading experience. I might come sit outside. Uh, not something that super interests me in terms of uh, a little bit spooky, but... Uh, Come wait for y'all out there if you don't mind. I think a man that has been through the things that you've been through could find some use in knowing. If he's scared. Sometimes courage is the path. Tap the silver hand on my arm. (laughs) Uh, Make a persuasion check. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Six. I'm, uh, I'm going to wait outside, but if I uh, don't hear any screams, I might step in. Understood. I seek only to assist you in solace and understanding. And that if Appreciate this that. is something that uh, can offer that, I'll gladly recommend it to you then. But if it seems to be simply a hoax or game, I would not waste your time. Appreciate that. Well, regardless, I'll follow you all and wait outside. Very good. Uh, what do you two think? Is it on the uh, on the up and up? Hold on. All right. Hold out my palms, like <laughs> <laughs> toward the toward the tent. Mm-hmm. Are your palms uh, painted white as well? Uh, no. No, it would just be my my face. Mm, he's not lying, is he? And he looks at you, Twig. Mr. Pigeon's not a liar. <laughs> All right, well, fair enough. Well, I'll come stand outside and see how it goes anyway. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. Go on over. Yeah, so you walk over to this dark black tent uh, with these two torches sitting outside of the front of it. Um, and this is kind of a ways from the hustle and bustle from the rest of the carnival over towards the big top tent. Uh, and you're kind of... Uh, you know, away from everything where there's... You can still obviously hear the people, but it's much quieter and uh, mm-hmm. and deeper. And you see this this uh, grayish curtain in front of the, like, tent entrance that you can push through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll step in first. Sure. You step inside and you see a small round table uh, covered with a blue, um, like, velvet tablecloth. And several chairs lining the sides and one chair in front of the table. And on the other side of the table sits... Um, 
a half-elven woman uh, with dark black hair, slightly longer than shoulder length, um, very pale skin, dark brown eyes, uh, a red silk scarf sits around her neck. Uh, she's got a deep blue colt with some golden buttons, uh, and you can't see the lower half of her. Yeah, um, but the she table. What color eyes did you say she had? Uh, dark brown. Right. The two of you would obviously know that this is Madame Macabre. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you step inside, and she looks to all of you. Uh, Welcome, friends. Uh, Mr. Pigeon, Twig, you've brought some interesting folks or friends? Friends. We'll put up like a two. <laughs> Understood. What does a two mean? <laughs> the second folks are friends. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Not a little Kill bit of two. Oh, two. Oh, okay. <laughs> there are two. I'm assaulted. <laughs> I thought it was a ten. <laughs> also, I was watching uh, the when I had wrote this originally. This is when Sarah had sent the TikTok of the fish, where it just says "very beautiful, very powerful," and I did write that in the description. <laughs> <laughs> <Very> good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she, she looks to be in, in about 40 years old, um, but, you know, very fair-skinned. She's Everyone's fairly, like fairly attractive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, she's you know, fairly attractive. Um, she's, uh... Hello. <laughs> <laughs> you are a child. I'm not a child. <laughs> so like I'm a man. I'm a handsome 19-year-old man. <laughs> what about every 40-plus-year-old woman we've met so far? Listen... <laughs> She owns part of Plym Fair Forest. I'm trying to enrich my heritage. (laughs) I have to think of deeds and lands. I'm a noble knight in medieval times. She's old and dying. (laughs) She needs an heir. I can provide. And then I own the trees. She has a 16-year-old daughter. Yeah. That's the point. (laughs) Uh, how can I help all of you this evening? <laughs> uh, we've never had a service like this performed. I can't read this language. Neither can I. Uh, pardon my intrusion. I would love to read your palms, dear. That sounds great. Not nefarious or ominous at all. Mm-mm. She shoots a side eye at Mr. Pigeon. Friends? All right. I'm not. Come, have a seat. Sit down. Is there a handshake? I'm sure she'll show you. Mm-hmm. A handshake? Yeah. Yes, she's very new here. And uh, everyone in town has, oh my god, been uh, very. <laughs> Very kind about showing her the customs of our lands. Of course. We've of had course. the the bread maker and the fisherman and fisherman. Very interesting one. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I'm just gonna shake my head at that one. <laughs> you know the the, the frog. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, my dear, if you wouldn't mind drawing the curtains by the front, please. Thank you. And I'll close them. Everything kind of falls to an eerie silence. It's like an Animal Crossing where the floor st- turns all celestial and everything. And I hope so. I hope not. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> my dear, your hands. 
set them on hers and she pulls them towards her a little bit and begins looking and tracing the lines on your palms. Quite an interesting life you've led, my dear. Traveled far, have we? Yes. Hmm. Yet still so far to go. Very far? I can't be too specific, but... Your journey has not reached its end. As I'm sure many of yours has not yet. Very interesting palms, these. Hmm. Friends? Not again. Hmm. Well, if you are friends of Mr. Pigeon, then you are friends of mine. Your palms say that you will succeed in your journey. And you will have good luck. But you have far to go. She hands your hands back to you. (laughs) You are very beautiful. Thank you. She looks away from you abruptly. Anyone else like to have their palms read? Just gonna quietly sit down. Sure. Hold my hands out. Let us see what Madame Macabre can find in your palms today. Interesting name. It's my carnival name. Curious choice. It is. It's appropriate if you know the story. I would like to. Perhaps later, if we have more time to talk. As I said, Mr. If you're friends of Mr. Pigeon and Twig, then you are friends of mine. I'm sure we can find time to talk. Certainly. She looks down and begins tracing the lines on your palm. Do you feel her very, like, cold fingers running against your palm? Mm-hmm. Tragedy and loss in your past? In many ways. See redemption? Succession? My lie will continue. She's <laughs> <laughs> gonna look over. It has been foiled. <laughs> and I see glory. You are destined for great things, young one. Great things. Indeed. Not good. In what sense? Great can be on a scale of power. She looks to read your lines again. See holiness. Does that help? 
in a sense. I would like to be both good and great. I think that determines and depends on your actions, on your path to succession and glory. Very well. But based on your markings, I imagine that will not be too hard for you. A holy man such as yourself. Oh my. My conquest will be challenging to balance. But I will do what need be done. Wherever it takes me. Well, I wish you luck on your quest. My people don't believe in luck. Mm. My father did not believe in luck. It brought him grave misfortune. And I will not subject myself to the whimsy of luck. Fair enough. But thank you. Well, honor and glory to you then, sir. And life to you, <laughs> Madame Macab. Well, quietly utilize divine sense. Mm-hmm. Celestial fiend undead, 60 feet not behind total cover, or anything affected by the hollow spell. Damn, you still have another charge? Four. Four? Mm-hmm. Uh, you do detect some amount of undead. I'm assuming directly from her, because it does give me... Got it. Yes, from her. It's the location of, so I mean... Got it. Send him her location. Yeah. Send me her location, please. Yeah, you, you do detect some amount of undead from her. Okay. It's not, like... Sure. Crazy strong, yeah. but... She's not... Undead, but I would interpret some sense of reanimation or life bestowed to an individual that had previously Something. lost it. Sure. Yeah, not necessarily that specifically. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, just like in yeah. the, the lines Yeah, you of, don't know that she is or is not undead, but it's... it's something's some, off about some her weird, existence. Something is off, yes. Totally fair. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of grins at you. Yes. I would like to look at her palms. Sure. She holds out her palms to you, and again, you feel the very cold, pale, mm -hmm. grayish skin. Mm -hmm. I see life in your future for you. I certainly hope so. I would be remiss if I, died, if I did not pursue it. And I think you would be as well if you did not pursue yours. We all have our quests and ways that successes may be brought about. Redemption. Happy to help. Should you require. I appreciate that. Perhaps we will speak more after the show this evening. If you care for wines or ales, I can retrieve some from my good friend Joseph. <laughs> And just gather all the 40-year-old women in town, Don. <laughs> just Marcus this, having a party. This is how it begins. 
<laughs> Certainly, uh, that would be. <laughs> See <lovely>. you then, <laughs> Mr. Pigeon. Drake, if you'd like to bring them to our uh, private dining area after the show, I would Ooh. not be opposed. <laughs> I'll give a nod. That had a feel to it, Mr. Pigeon. <laughs> May I? Of course. Have a seat. Hit me. <laughs> so she sits and, and you put her, her, <laughs> her hands and she begins tracing the lines and all of you see as she looks puzzled for a second and she begins moving them over again and, and begins to trace the lines again as her, her brow kind of furrows. I'm sorry I am having trouble reading your palms. What does that mean? I, I don't know. A storied past, perhaps? More than can be contained in the lines? Interesting. Not quite sure. It's. I am about to embark on a journey. Perhaps it's just unclear. Might be unclear as to what you wish to do and how you wish to achieve it. But uh, I'm terribly sorry. I and she moves it over your hands again, and then just I. I'm very confused. Quite alright. Has not happened before. I'm very sorry. Perhaps you could try again later. Sure. Magic evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try again. Uncertain. Does <laughs> she shake his palms? Unclear. Show me. Come back with me. Send me your location. <laughs> could read your palms, your paws, if you'd like. The beans. Does, does it? <laughs> Is it just what do the beans easy? say? <laughs> we read the beans. <laughs> the claws come out. Yeah. Do you put yours forward? Yeah. 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 So you walk over and you sit and you put her your big cat paws into her hands and she kind of traces along the outlines of your cat beans. <laughs> um, I see, similar to her, a, a journey fairly far. You're looking for something? Um, I see trees. A forest, perhaps? My home. Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting beans. <laughs> uh, bean lines. Yeah, the bean lines. The bean reading. <laughs> it appears you two have far to go. My dear, but I see success in your path, should you make the right choices. You think I'll make it? I believe. You've made it this far and been traveling with us for six months now and the crowd loves you, so I imagined at some point you will depart and 
follow your lines. But we're happy to have you while you're here. And you, my dear? Shall I read your palms? Sure. A bit skeptical. I'll put my palms out and sit down. Got that giant glove on one of them, right? Yeah, I gotta take it off the yeah. left hand. Pull the glove off. You set your hands into her palms and she begins tracing your lines. Started early, did we? Tragedy. Loss. Hold on. You too are traveling far. Indeed. On a journey. Many of you hoping to accomplish something, it seems. I see storms in your lines. Don't know what that means, but there are storms. A bit concerning? What do you mean it, you don't know what it means? It's not necessarily a bad thing, but the main line on your hand, your destiny indicates storms. Oh. That may be good or bad, that depends on your journey and the decisions and the choices that you make. But be aware, and keep your eyes out, and remember storms. She lets go of your hands. All right. Mr. Pigeon, shall I read your palms? Sure, I'll, I'll approach, and uh, I guess I probably would have gloves on, but I would take yeah. them off. And sure. And you guys, and for the first, have, did you have gloves on the entire time? Is this the first time they're seeing your hands? Yeah, I would guess. I was just shit this oh, earlier yeah. if they were painted, but I think I would wear gloves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, so this yeah, is the first time you're seeing they his would, actual But hands. they would be unpainted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you now know mm -hmm. that he has actual skin that's not... Uh, he has actual skin. He has color. Yeah. Real skin. He's got real skin. Yeah, so you, you see <laughs> normal colored hands. Man. Take my gloves off Human. and it's hooves. Human skin. I have skin. Gloves and I take off my skin. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so you sit down and you put your hands into hers and she begins tracing your lines. <clears throat> I'll admit I do have a bit of advantage with you, Mr. Pigeon. We've talked a bit about your journey, the things you hope to achieve, the darkness. But you too started tragically. Your lines blur, and they are hard to read. They divide in the center, but they reconvene into a single line. I don't know where you are on your journey, but it appears as though you will have a struggle. But you will find yourself and center your being. So from what I know, I assume you'll be successful in your journey. Fair enough. 
very good. She releases your hands. I'll lean back and put my gloves on. I had everyone gone. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Satisfied? Never. <laughs> Neither am I. Understood. How do you do that? It's a form of magic and divination and perceptions of things from people and reading things about them that minor perceptions that they may not even notice themselves things that they've become accustomed to small actions things that they may do normally that they've forgotten they do at this point reactions to words phrases twitch of an eye a language of sorts indeed I don't know any languages like that no. Reading the deeper meaning behind a person's reasons and their thoughts. Discovering what makes them who they are and how they react. It is an interesting skill. mother taught me, but we will speak more on that later if there's time after the show. Uh, yes. Be nice to join Mr. Pigeon and Twig and uh, have them lead us to you. Sounds perfect. Yes. Thank you for your help. Of course. Two of you should be running along now. The show will begin in just a moment, I believe. I'll give her, uh, give her a bow and go to exit. Mm. She stands, and you see the lower part of her now. Um, she has gray pants, black boots, uh, and she has golden banded cuffs, mm. uh, and she has a sword at her side. Mm. Well, um, I hope that you enjoy the performance. I'll reach out and try to shake her hand. Yeah, she reaches out and shakes her hand. Thank you. Of course. Happy to help. I hope I've offered some clarity for the long journeys that it seems several of you have ahead. Put my hands out. She reaches out and grabs your hands again. I'm going to just put my hands on top of hers and... Okay. They're very cold. I'm like... Just pushing just... her hands? Yeah. This is nice. I think it's I got that one. A secret handshake of sorts? You did beautifully. Very good. You've done very well. And again, I'm very sorry. This. I think you are. It's quite alright. I'll try again later, perhaps. Perhaps. Thank you. Of course. Mm -hmm. Okay. Step outside and hold the curtain open for everyone to come outside. Sure. Yeah, everybody walks outside and you see Val sitting outside with uh, uh, <clears throat> Charlotte and uh, Gwendolyn and they're just sitting and she's just continually continuing to drink. They're mm -hmm. all just sitting around talking. Well, uh, how was it? Helpful for me. 
Not a hoax? She seems very nice. But your choice for each of you. Think that there is a sense of solace and comfort. Clarity. But all right. Well, if you all want to head inside, we'll perhaps try this out and see you inside. Certainly. All right. See you in there. Save us some seats. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Head over towards the larger tent. Yeah, so you guys see that everybody is beginning to filter in, and the ticket man is just kind of waving everybody. You see Roderick uh, still a little bit dazed as he's just kind of going through the motions of waving everybody in towards the uh, the the large central um, tent off to the side as everybody's filtering in. Uh, Joseph catches up with you and walks in with the group of you. Uh, well, we've sold all of the ale. Uh, Lovely, so Joseph. that is wonderful. Uh, have to order more cups, but uh, was a very successful evening. Thank you, friends, very much for the for the suggestion. I'll have to uh, thank uh, Mr. Pigeon and Twig as well for the opportunity. Really appreciate it. It's good to hear. Yes. You begin walking into this large tent. You walk through this very large, um, like triangular opening. <clears throat> And you see a large wooden pole ascending up to the ceiling of this tent as it cascades over, and you see large tight ropes uh, hanging from the ceiling. This large dirt-floored circular area with large wooden risers descending, surrounding this circle where there are several openings. Um, you see a large stage at the back uh, with several openings for you know things to come out that are separate from the rest of these risers. Um, and you walk inside, you can smell. Uh, like little bits of smoke as it kind of drifts through the air lazily from the torches cast around that are extended outward uh, to be far enough from the from the leathers and, and cloth of this tent. Uh, you guys walk in and you walk up the risers and grab your seats and wait a few minutes and a couple minutes go by. I would make sure that we hold seats for the other three people who are joining, are yeah. joining us. Yep, a few minutes go by and, and uh, you see the three of them walk in and mm -hmm. ascend to the stairs with you and sit down. Mm-hmm. Certainly was helpful, Marcus. Thank you. Of course. We'll get Gwendolyn and Charlotte to do yeah. this to either of you as well. Um. Possibly. Some answers may not be obvious at first. Yes. Uh, seems that way. But it is something that we'll be happy to talk about with you later if you would like. Of course. Now let's have fun. Indeed. So you guys sit for a few more minutes, and you see the torchlights slowly begin to fade. And the room goes dark around you. Fuck it, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, the room grows dark around you as the smoke lazily drifts through the air. Um, the scent of all of the, the candy and foods from outside are really the only thing that you can sell, smell outside of this smoke. And you see a bright light, and you see Cucumber on the central stage uh, at the back with a, a little top hat and a, and a cane. And he walks out and he taps it twice. And he raises it up into the air and spins it around and the torches slowly begin to spin with flame and ignite brighter and brighter. And then he swings his arm to the side and the torches poof out <clears throat> and you are left in blackness again. And then they ignite rapidly and you hear a deep 
deep humming as the room goes dark once more. And you see the figure of Tarek Deep Flame walk gingerly through the room, humming just very, very deeply soothing tones, um, very similar to what uh, like Orn in League of Legends does, where it's just very deep, like mm-hmm. melodic, uh, almost like dwarven singing, essentially, mm-hmm. just very deep humming. And you see him carrying around his neck several vials of different liquids. And he blows a thin flame into the air uh, after throwing some liquid in front of his mouth. And you see a long green flame descend outward and hover into the air. And then he lets out four puffs of red flame that form on the end of it into a large glowing fiery flower that stays in the air for a moment before puffing out and smoke begins to fill the air again. He continues to hum and walks forward and casts several more of these various colored flowers around this room as their figures linger for just a moment as if uh, made of clouds of some kind and then they just fade out of existence, casting these very colored lights around this space. Um, You feel the heat from these flames and you watch as he crafts this beautiful foresty floral scene for you out of the flames as he begins to hum And he walks to the center of the ring once more and he makes one very large flower at the center where each petal is a different color which then ignites and bursts and the humming stops and these sparkles fall towards the ground. I'll begin to clap. Mm -hmm. Same. And you see another spotlight come on and you see the now not wet figures of Dax and Dex walk out and begin like <laughs> sweeping up some things with brooms uh, as they're cleaning up from uh, from Tarek's performance. And you see Dex walk over and just swing at Dax's legs as he hops over the broom. And they start flipping around and start attacking each other with these uh, with these different brooms um, as they're cleaning up things. And they're balancing themselves on the two as Dax steals the two and puts like one on each foot and begins like aggressively walking towards Dex standing on top of these brooms as she pulls out several of those wooden swords and grabs a wooden sickle and winks at the two of you behind stage as she just begins attempting to fight this large like draconic creature made of mops and brooms uh, as they dance around this carnival um, central stage. And they begin doing various acrobatic performances, flipping from, uh, you know, like spinning around the central stage and and essentially just doing some very comedic acrobatic performances uh, as they continue cleaning. And then they run off stage and you see another light ignite and you see above the room standing on the tightropes is the figure of Twig. Uh, in her in her leotard if you'd like to describe what you look like again for everybody yeah um, I'm in like a uh, purple and orange um, like leotard dark purple cape I have um, sort of like lace up gloves that are um, like a maroonish color my uh, leotard thing is also like a like an orangey maroon um and I got some lace-up boots as well. Cool. And you see another light and you hear the sound of pigeons as below her on the ground. Uh, I would be uh, beneath, well, two of me, two of Mr. Pigeon would be beneath her on the ground, each with like a, uh, a bucket that is not big enough to catch her. <laughs> like kind of 
as she does her act, like trying to stay under her the best <laughs> they can. So you see this fire ignite <laughs> along the uh, the like metal rope that descends from the ceiling in spots, and you watch this twig just begin stepping deftly between the flames on top of this this metal rope as a like snare drum plays in the background <laughs> as she bounces and Mr. Pigeon runs back and forth under her with a bucket. The two of them like skipping around and kind of like weaving back and forth like they're going through traffic cones, attending to step under her and just as she steps backwards they both, you know, watch and you you see water sloshing all over the place as they're uh, dancing underneath this rope as Twig just deftly steps between these flames. Uh, looks as if she like almost trips for a second but then immediately catches herself and spins, and you realize that it was, you know, a planned thing to have her swing under the rope and come back up to the other side. And you watch her leap and grab this central bar and swing across to another rope as Mr. Pigeon just full sprints across <laughs> the room to try to catch her uh, as the um, the mirror image of Mr. Pigeon just, like, runs water sloshing everywhere, coating the ground in just a, a muddy mess around <laughs> the arena as they're both slipping and sliding around. And you watch Twig deftly flip off and land on the edge of this other rope, swinging upwards and landing again as everybody just erupts into a roarous applause. Mm -hmm. And she continues to move across these things, uh, carrying a large, like, wooden rod to balance herself as she deftly walks along this metal rope. Um, she dives through several hoops of flame, uh, landing below on another rope and swinging back up, just deftly and gracefully moving around this space. Uh, is there anything you'd like to do, Mr. Pigeon, other than that, with your balloons or anything else? Nah, nothing in particular. Just lots of, like, uh, side, side show stuff. Running around wearing the axe. Sure. Um, in between, uh, I could definitely pass some balloons out into the stands and yeah. you know, make voluntary uh, noises and stuff. Yeah, so as this act finishes, as, as everybody erupts into a roar of applause, a twig spins around this central pillar, uh, landing deftly on the ground and just, like, putting her claws back into her paws as she just gracefully raises her arms into the air and everybody just erupts in applause the two Mr. Pigeons bow spilling water everywhere uh, and Twig walks off stage and Mr. Pigeon if you'd like to describe your uh, solo thing between acts uh, yeah I'll just uh, as they're setting up for the next act I'll, I would just go along the stands mostly looking for like you know, I guess kids or adults that just look like they're actually having, like, their inner child level of good time. Sure. And uh, try to pass out balloons, thaumaturgy, some, some pigeon noises, and, <laughs> and use thaumaturgy to, do like, make my eyes glow or create tremors. Sure. Just uh, try to give the people that look like they're more into it a more... Yeah, an experience. You know, a more real experience. Yeah, you make the, like, the stands under them, like, shake a little bit mm -hmm. with your thaumaturgy. Mm -hmm. and, and, <laughs> Disney World, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Earthquake. Yeah, like, there's 4D rides yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you essentially yeah. just enhance the experience for the people that are having a good time, and you pass out some more balloons, just pulling things out of your sleeve mm -hmm. uh, as you're just filling up these balloons with air uh, and, and forming them in different different shapes and making all these different sounds and effects for the people. Do you fill the balloons from your sleeves? Do you, like, hold the balloon and just, mm -hmm. like... <laughs> no, I think I, I think I would definitely pull them out of the sleeves, but no, I think I would just blow them. That'd be amazing. You've like, just got a helium tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, just the sleeves are so from big. The sleeve. Nah, I think I just pulled them out and blew them. <laughs> Maybe he's born with it, right? Maybe it's I a like helium tank. Fully inflated before you pull them out. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. We have to pre-prep some balloons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you continue to do that, and then you run back as the lights go out once more. 
and you see on the stage several large objects have been set out, and you see the orc figure of Zarlug walk out into the uh, into the room as the flames ignite once more, casting a deep glow. As you hear the hum of Tarek from back uh, behind him just begin humming again and singing these low sounds. As Zarlug just walks up and begins picking up these extremely heavy objects with ease, lifting them over his head, spinning them on one of his hands, and lowering them to the ground. Uh, he begins balancing these like large tables on each other and standing atop them while holding these extremely heavy objects and bringing them back down as the crowd applauses as he does this. He does this with fairly relative ease. Um, you see he has these two like large stone um, like spheres that he picks up one in each hand and begins just like spinning them around and then trying to catch them as they fall. Uh, and just does various feats of strength as he as he you know moves around the space very gracefully, never saying a word. Um, and he goes backstage, and you see Dax and Dex come out again and do their cleaning routine again as they hmm. uh, as they just begin fighting each other and, and tripping each other. <laughs> yeah, this time they're dressed in like cleaning uniforms, and they both have really big like black mustaches and white like cleaners caps as they're mm -hmm. just dusting around. And then you know they get past each other and they point at each other and do the Spider Man thing because they look identical and they mm -hmm. swing the 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 um, the brooms at each other and begin fighting again. And then they go backstage, uh, and you see. Augustus come out with a bow and a quiver on his back and you see a target set up far in the sky and he leans back and pulls one of these arrows back from across the room and he shoots it and you see another arrow come out from backstage as it gets hit with another one out of the air and you see Dax just like chuckling very mm -hmm. uh, aggressively and Augustus just looking really unappreciated and, and upset uh, as he then knocks another one of these arrows and right into the center of this uh, of this thing and he begins shooting various things around the room as they ignite with sparkles as he hits them and ignites with these small uh, lights and fireworks as they cascade down into the space, casting this eerie light around the space. Um, and then he pulls out a sword and begins fighting these little target dummies, and then Dax and Dex step out from two of them, and the three of them begin uh, fighting each other, him using a, you know these various wooden swords um, or like fake metal swords, and the two of them using mops and brooms as they just <laughs> essentially foe fight with him uh, and then they the light goes out again and they walk backstage and Tara comes out once more uh, and hums again and does these these additional floral shapes made of fire in the arena uh, and he does this for a few more moments kind of concluding things as the the final shape illuminates in this extremely large floral uh, like a rose in the center of the thing with a large green flame rocketing up the center pillar as it ignites with uh, red flame at the top of the pillar and the lights go out and you hear nothing for a moment and then you see the figure of Cucumber standing on the stage in his little top hat with his cane and he just taps it in and he just waves at everybody. I wave. Mm-hmm. He just taps it and the lights go out again and they come back on in full like at the end of a movie when mm -hmm. all the lights come back on and everything is gone. You see the smoke kind of drifting out through the top of the curtain. That was lovely. I like that. It's very pretty, very bright. Probably a lot like home. A lot of fire. Yes. A lot of fire. Dangerous, but mm -hmm. well managed. Very... I was worried for Twig. She was very high up. She seems to be an expert at this. Mm -hmm. 
I don't think she if she felt she was going to fit in the bucket though. Maybe it's a magic bucket. Could be a magic bucket. Could be a magic twig. Twigs can, twigs can be magic. Maybe you should ask. Or ask Mr. Pigeon if the bucket is magic. Could be either the... It could be both. It could be both. <laughs> could be both. We'll have to ask them when we see them after the show. Yes. Cool. So you guys wait around for a few moments as everybody begins to filter out. Mm-hmm. About 10-15 minutes go by and you see the figure of Mr. Pigeon and Twig come out from backstage having, you know, finished your, your kind of clean up and cool down routine. And you see your friends sitting in the stands alone uh, with um, with Val and, uh, and, and Charlotte. Gwendolyn and Charlotte. Alone together. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> alone, but not at all. And with the group. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, well, make our way over. Mm-hmm. Give a little... A little bow. Mm-hmm. Clap. That was so lovely. That was very yes, good. that was that was fantastic. That was tremendous. You all did wonderful. Is your bucket magic? Uh huh. Both buckets. Very impressive. Aggressively nodding. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> yep. That must be a very useful bucket. Yes. Has she ever needed it? Very good. fantastic Twig that was wonderful how you danced on those flaming ropes Uh, that was uh, terrifying thank you very dangerous curtsy very wonderful and the the routine that that you did Mr. Pigeon was uh, very impressive and not terrifying at all (laughs) I'll nod gently (laughs) does she still seem Less on edge than before. It didn't seem terrifying, but a little bit terrifying. Mm-hmm. She's also a little bit more drunk than she was earlier. So sure. There's, mm-hmm. there's definitely less recognition of the fact that you're a colorless clown. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Pigeon, Madame Macabre said something of a dinner after the show. Yeah, I'll, I'll um, nod and point. I assume in the correct direction. Mm-hmm. I would know where it is, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll I'll point back and uh, a gesture that I'll I'll lead the way. My, you know, the butler this way. <laughs> <laughs> stage left or right? For who? Is it stage left or right? It's it's both behind. Stage, the, uh, stage left and stage right. Yes. Stage both. Stage yes. Yeah. So you guys walk uh, real quick sure. before while the crowd was dispersing. Mm-hmm. If Joseph was still in the area, knowing that he said all of his stuff had sold out, I would have asked Joseph if he would also like to join us for dinner. Sure. Yeah. He's he's there okay. with you then for sure. Cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Yeah, so Lead guys... my four NPC army back uh-huh. to this lovely dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Come with me, drunkards. <laughs> Come with me. Uh, yes, you guys descend this uh, these wooden risers. Call me your king. <laughs> Call me your uh, last hope. <laughs> Primed for fighting. <laughs> uh, yes, you guys descend these wooden risers and begin walking over this dirt floor and mm-hmm. behind the stage around the back and you see Cucumber just sitting outside just playing with a silver coin as he just kind of flips it up and down in his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, he just waves at all of you and, and chirps happily. He tips his hat, fixes his bow tie, and then falls you guys into the uh, 
into the air into the eating area which you see behind this you are now in this roped off area that you had seen before where the private tents are um, you see a larger black tent over in the corner with a torch outside uh, and then you see the largest of these tents is a large gray uh, patterned um, tent that is uh, similar to how the blacktop is just much much smaller it's not like a, a triangular like sleeping tent uh, and you walk inside and you see several of the carnival folk sitting inside and, uh, you know, Cucumber just kind of beckons to the seats for you guys to sit at this, this large wooden table. Mm -hmm. It's like a deep, rich wooden table. What's What shape is this table? Uh, it's rectangular. It's a long rectangle? Yeah, it's a long rectangular one. Yeah. Like uh, a large, like, cafeteria style. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would pull out five chairs <laughs> <laughs> for my companions. <laughs> sure. Back in a chair to each of them. And they all, thank you very much. And they all sit. Very good. Dandelion. Chair. Yeah. So, so I'll say that you're like back and forth across the table so that way you guys can see each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's the six of you Joseph, Val, Val Gwendolyn, uh, Gwendolyn, and Charlotte. Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Cool. So you guys are all sitting at this table, and uh, you see several of the other people kind of standing around and collecting their thoughts and before they come sit down for dinner mm -hmm. uh, and you feel a breeze blow in through this open curtain as Madame Macabre walks in and flips the curtain down and says well everyone it's time for dinner and we're going to pick up there next week Guys, thank you. For, yeah, let's everybody wave your hands in the air. Uh, thank you guys very much for watching tonight. I hope you guys enjoyed the uh, the episode. Shadow, thank you very much for the resub. I didn't see it earlier. Uh, but thank you so much. Um, if you're new here, make sure you follow us. You can find us again. We stream D&D three times a week uh, on this channel. You can check out our website, notgreatrpg.com. Uh, for more information about us, we have information about uh, our... our sponsors that we have uh where we have different coupon codes we have links to our podcasts uh we have links to all of our previous vods as well as text recaps for the campaigns uh but yeah thank you guys very much i hope you enjoyed it and we will see you next uh tuesday nope sorry we'll see sunday. you sunday at 5 p.m eastern time for the veiled forests of orvigo I actually said see you next tuesday <laughs> did i <laughs> very well done <laughs> <laughs> See you Sunday at 5 o'clock. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. Good night. Goodbye. <laughs>